Good morning, Fort Payne. We are creating. We portray excellence, honor, and commitment. Every step we take, every grade we make, and every skill we discover is merely the beginning of our careers. Fort Payne City Schools prides itself in providing new opportunities for generations to come. We are students today, leaders tomorrow, Wildcats forever. Yes, now it's blasting me. Check one. Yeah, it says Rogers. I need to control. Okay, I've turned it down. Check one, two, three. Testing one, two, one, two. Check one, two, three. Sounds pretty doggum good to me. Okay, this will be Scott's. This is Scott's. Check one, two, one, two. Not hearing anything in Scott's. Check, check, check. Well, I've got it. Testing one, two, three, check. One, two, three, check.
Testing, one, two, three. Check, check, one, two, three. Test, 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 test. Okay. Check, one, two, three. Testing, one, two. Check, check, one, two, three. Test, test, one, two, three. Check, check. One, two, three, four, five, six. Test, 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 test. said this in my tour already, but as I visit more programs, I'm not sure, I think I am sure, that there's not another high school in the state of Alabama that has this level of rigor, this level of expectation, this level of engagement in 21st century learning anywhere in the state of Alabama. Thank you so much.
I've said this in my tour already, but as I visit more programs, I'm not sure, I think I am sure, that there's not another high school in the state of Alabama that has this level of rigor, this level of expectation, this level of engagement in 21st century learning anywhere in the state of Alabama. Thank you so much.
I've said this in my tour already, but as I visit more programs, I'm not sure, I think I am sure, that there's not another high school in the state of Alabama that has this level of rigor, this level of expectation, this level of engagement in 21st century learning anywhere in the state of Alabama. Thank you so much. A little over a year ago, Fort Payne City Schools began our latest CTE offerings course, AV Communications. With the help of our school board and insight of Superintendent Jim Cunningham, the FPTV has won multiple competitions statewide. We have a studio and a classroom that is equipped with hardware second to none. Oh, and did I forget to mention our 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week TV channel. So what exactly does our class do? Come on, it's Friday night and the guys are working on something for our football game. Let's go see what they're up to. Heather is testing audio equipment for the live broadcast. Our editors are working on packages for tonight's live three-hour scoreboard show. It may seem like chaos in the studio, but it's actually pretty organized. Each student has a specific job to do, from our technical director, who sets up cameras and lighting, to our digital audio specialist. And our students aren't just in the classroom. We're all over the campus, filming and setting up for multiple events only on FPTV. Why do we do this? That's easy. We're Fort Payne.
tradition continues. Good morning, Fort Payne. We are creating. We portray excellence, honor, and commitment. Every step we take, every grade we make, and every skill we discover is merely the beginning of our careers. Fort Payne City Schools prides itself on providing new opportunities for generations to come. We are students today, leaders tomorrow, Wildcats forever.
I've said this in my tour already, but as I visit more programs, I'm not sure, I think I am sure, that there's not another high school in the state of Alabama that has this level of rigor, this level of expectation, this level of engagement in 21st century learning anywhere in the state of Alabama. Thank you so much. Well, welcome to the campus of North Jackson High School, R.D. Hicks Stadium, where the Fort Payne Wildcats are getting set to take on the North Jackson Chiefs. And Scott, a long and uh, quirky, unusual series between these two teams. <laughs> I guess that's a good way to put it, Roger. But, uh, yeah, there's been a lot of history between these schools, especially on the football field. Uh, really good rivalry for a long time, uh, especially back, I'd say, through the mid-'80s mid all the way through the-'90s. And I think um, – Mr. Black told us uh, last week the last time we played him was 2006. Yeah, I believe so. you're right. Well, there's been everything from uh, schools turning in the other schools uh, on rules violations to uh, I could go more descriptive than that on some other things, but better <laughs> left alone, I guess. Anyway, we kind of went over a few of these things with uh, Coach Elmore when we recorded the uh, pregame show, and we'll go now and just pick up the comments from Coach Elmore. Welcome back to the Twin City Auto Wildcat pregame show. And this week, the Wildcats will travel up to what used to be a more familiar foe in North Jackson. They used to be a staple on our schedule uh, back when you were playing. Your dad yep. was the coach. But it's been since, what, 2006 since we played them last. I think that's right. I haven't gone back and looked at the, the historical stuff to see, but it has been a while. And um, might, might have maybe might have maybe played them in 13, I thought, I saw. But, I, but it was like a short two-year deal. But... Uh, but yeah, back in you know the '90s, that was a game we kind of that was a, the open the season game. We we played them a lot of times on a Thursday night to open the season, and uh, uh, had some really good games with them, and uh, became a became a pretty pretty heated rivalry over the over the years. And uh, uh, and we were talking about it earlier before we came on. There's there's been some some games up at their place that were not very pleasant memories for Fort Payne fans, and so. Uh, it, but it, they they called back the last off season and talked about wanting to get that game back on the schedule and and so we we decided it'd be good for uh, us and again we we always have a hard time filling our non-region schedule so it's it's nice to have somebody you know fairly close where we don't have to travel to Birmingham or you know, over to the you know Northwest Alabama or Georgia or somewhere like that to play so uh, uh, you know they are a 4A team now but but still uh, still have really good players and uh, so it'll be good to. Uh, to kind of renew that uh, that uh, rivalry we had back in back in the 90s. Coach, since it has been a while since we've really played them, tell us a little bit about their offense and the, the style of play we'll see Friday. Well, if you make your way over there, you're going to see an exciting game, I think, because they, uh, they, they've they got a coach that's his second year in, and he his philosophy is uh, he was at Madison Academy before this, and he, I've heard him talk before at some clinics, and his philosophy basically is he's going to, He's going to uh, roll the dice and take as many chances as he can offensively. So they're going they, they've run about every trick play you can imagine this year, and they've been so successful on a lot of them, whether it be reverses or double passes or reverse and a pass or whatever it may be. Uh, uh, they, they do a lot of different things on offense. And um, so about once or twice a quarter, there would be some kind of, you know, unique or exotic play or crazy formation or something that uh, – uh, you hadn't seen before, so he, he keeps people on their toes for sure. And then the other thing they do that uh, I don't know if they did last year, but they're doing this year basically all the time. And I told our kids this; I think they thought I was making it up, but they but they onside kick basically every time they kick off. And uh, there's been a two or three times maybe in the games we've got on them that they haven't kicked it onside, and that then that's been a unique situation like 
a minute to go in the game, and they just said, we'll kick it down there and, and try to pin them down there. But most of the time, whether they're behind, tied, ahead, they just go ahead and onside kick. And um, they've gotten quite a few. I think they got four against Randolph a few weeks ago. And uh, uh, have gotten, you know, there's been multiple games where they've gotten more than one. And uh, so uh, obviously the, the best defense against that is not letting them score. Um, and then the second best thing is we're going to, have to be, you know, prepared for that, and, and we've worked on it all week of getting the right people on that team, and and just making sure they understand is that your number one job is to get the football, and uh, uh, we're not worried about trying to get a return. We just want to get the football so we can uh, we can begin on offense. So uh, if you do come watch them, that they, they keep everybody's uh, attention, I think, and uh, it'll be a game we'll have to be, uh, you know, very sound on defense and very sound on the special teams because. You know, same thing. I hadn't seen them fake a punt yet, but I'm sure that's something they could do at any moment too. So uh, we'll have to be very prepared uh, in everything we do. We've had our own success with onside kicks. You thought about going up and shocking yeah. them? With yeah, the well, I told Alex, I said, maybe we just need to just join the party and just uh, <laughs> do the same thing. So Alex would love to do that. But uh, we, we, of course, enjoyed watching him booming in the back of the end zone and having them start on the 22. But uh, uh, but he, you know, we tried, I don't know if anybody noticed it, but we, we, we tried one last week that probably wasn't noticed. Uh, we call it the shotgun onside kick, and his, he's trying to hit what I would call a, a howitzer. He's trying to hit a bullet at the front line guy and try to hit him, and then we get to ricochet. Well, he did it against Oxford after we had gotten the penalty. We were kicking off from the 25, so I thought this is a good time to try it because if he misses the guy, it turns into a squib kick anyway. Um, well, he hit a bullet right at that guy, and that guy barely moved. And it, it did glance off the top of his helmet, just and it didn't change it a whole lot. But he was about this far from from hitting him square. And then, you know, at that point, you never know where the ball goes, and you may get on it. So uh, it's it's again, like we've said all year, it's nice to have him when he can do so many different things with the ball. And um, uh, we continue to to look at stuff each week. But yeah, he. Uh, he he didn't believe me either when I told him, and he went and went and watched the film. He's like, "Holly, you're right. He does it every time." So uh, uh, it's been it's been also nice to have him this week for practice because um, he can show he, he does a good job of simulating that to our players. I mean, he's able to hit a bunch of different onside kicks and different bounces and things like that. And so hopefully that'll give us a little bit of an advantage over other people uh, because we've been able to practice all week about fielding those kicks. Well, offensively, what is, what are they, a heavy on the run pass? You know, they've gone back and forth. They, they lost their running back um, a few weeks ago, and I don't think he'll be back for this game. I want to say they think he'll be back here for the playoffs. So they, they went from a, uh, a team that was pretty balanced throwing and passing, and now they've, that, that they rely on the run a little bit more. But at the same time, um, like I said, with all the trick plays and all the different stuff they do, uh, they, they've got a pretty good receiver and uh, Nigel in there that's that's hard to cover, and they do a good job of trying to get him the football. So, um, yeah, the key for them, just like it was last week, would be getting some pressure on the quarterback. If we can get some pressure on the quarterback and allow him and not allow him to sit back there and throw it uh, to number seven, uh, it'll be a better night for us defensively. But uh, if he's able to stand back there and throw it, then then we're going to have a hard time covering uh, some of their guys in space. So. Um, like I said, they pretty balanced. But the biggest thing I think they do that, that, that catches my eye, may catch the, the fans' eye too, is just a lot of different formations. They, they never really line up in the same thing more than two or three times. And so they try to confuse you with getting in different formations and, and, and getting you to get out of position. And we're going to have to be you know, prepared for all that and, and prepared for, you know, we'll have to make adjustments to something new because they, they, they pretty much show something new every week and we'll have to be ready for that as well. Well, uh this will be our second game after losing Hunter and 
you think maybe that'll give us a little bit of advantage having an extra week to get the team practicing without Hunter? I hope so. I mean, they, they, the guys have gotten better each day, I think. And, you know, I thought Alex Akins did really well last week. And, you know, of course, the, the, the other thing is that, uh, you know, you're going in the playoffs and you want to you keep everybody, you know, rested and healthy as much as you can. But we're almost in a little bit different situation in that we need to get Alex and, and Daryl and Darwin and some of these other guys that are having to play more both ways uh, we're needing to get them more reps so they get used to playing both ways. And see, uh, Alex and Darwin both cramped a little bit the other night, and not because they're not in shape and not because uh, they weren't, you know, prepared for the game. They played more snaps than they've played all year. And so, you know, this will be a little bit of a unique week for us in that you would like to uh, not maybe play your starters as much as you, as you can, but, but at the same time we kind of need to because we need those guys to – uh, we need Daryl to get more carries. We need Akins to get more carries just so they get the game reps and, uh, and, and be able to – because, you know, doing it in practice is one thing, but to be able to do it in a game is another thing. And so I think it will be important for us to uh, continue to, to, to get those guys some looks. And then, you know, and Caden Dubo, same thing. I mean, even though he didn't play any defense, the more opportunities he gets, the better he's going to play. And, and he's still, you know, just being a ninth grader, he's still trying to adjust to going from a JV game on Monday night to now he's playing varsity football. And so the – uh, that you know, I'm glad. You know, some people take a bye the week of the week before the playoffs. Uh, I'm glad we're playing a game because we need a game. We need a game to go out there and play, and uh, hopefully we can come out of it with no injuries. But we need uh, uh, more game situations to be able, like you said, uh, get these guys more prepared. You know, in Hunter's absence. It seemed the longer the game went along, the more Darwin became kind of an emotional leader out on the field. Yeah, he, he did. And I thought, you know, we had several guys step up emotionally, and he was one of them. And, of course, J.D. always is. And, um, you know, uh, Darwin is, is a guy that we'll have to use in a variety of different ways, you know, not only on defense but also uh, in the backfield. But also, you know, he's, he's a good receiver for us too at times. So uh, uh, we'll continue to try to find different ways to utilize him on the field too. Well, we know now who we're going to be playing in the first round of the uh, playoffs. Of course, we'll cover that again next week, but it looks like it's going to be our old friends from Gardendale. Yeah, it's starting to become a, a regularity with them, but we, uh, we knew uh, you know, when the season started they, they, they released the playoff brackets, and we knew it would be somebody from that uh, Pinson Valley, Clay Chalkville, Gardendale region. And, uh, and obviously when you see that as a coach, the first thing I think is, well, it really doesn't matter which seed we finish, we're going to play somebody good. I mean, because when you, when you cross up with their region, uh, those three, and then you add minor uh, in there as well, and uh, you know you're going to get four quality teams uh, coming out of that region, and that's what happened. Uh, Benson Valley won the region, Clay Chauvel was second, Gardendale was third, and minor finished fourth. And so uh, all four of those teams are, are very talented and, uh, and, and very well coached. And, and uh, we, get, uh, we get Gardendale, and we, of course, you know, played them two years ago at home in the playoffs. And, uh, the quarterback, who's a senior now, was a, was a tenth grader at that time, and had a really good night that night against us. And he's obviously a lot better. And so, um, but that it'll be, you know. And I said a while ago, I think everybody thinks maybe when you when you get a home playoff game or you get in the playoffs, there everybody's kind of hoping you get somebody easy the first round. The reality is that there's not really any easy games in the playoffs. Everybody that makes it's pretty good. And and you know, last year we saw that we were the one seed, and Hartsville was the four, and they were like four and six, but. I mean, they were a solid football team. They were well coached and played hard, and we had to we had to score with less than two minutes to go in the game to win the game. So, you know, once you get in the playoffs, it's it's um, it's going to be tough no matter who you got, and and uh, we just you know we've got another tough opponent with with Gardendale coming up here soon. Well, if you're unable to travel with us up to North Jackson this Friday, you can watch the game and listen on all the Fort Payne TV outlets. 
So for Coach Elmore, Roger Ingalls saying, Go Cats! Thank you for watching the Twin City Auto Wildcat pregame show with hosts Roger Engel, Britt Haas, and Scott Weatherly. Go Wildcats! Well, here we are back on the campus of North Jackson High School with the Wildcats getting set to take on the Chiefs. Last week, Fort Payne at home took on the Oxford Yellow Jackets and went down 49 to 14. But, Scott, that game just a lot closer than that score indicates. Really was, Roger. We were just talking about it before we came back on the air. You know, it was 28-14, I believe it was, going into the fourth quarter, maybe 35-14. Uh, uh, Fort Payne maybe was still an outside chance. And, um, you know, I heard Coach Elmore say sending in a long, uh, different long snapper. Time I got messed up on it, ended up getting blocked and returned for a touchdown. Then uh, Oxford adds a touchdown late. But that game, all the way up in the fourth quarter, was uh, it was pretty much a toss up any anybody's ball game. And uh, the, the effort from Fort Payne, you couldn't couldn't question that. Their effort and their heart, I thought, was un unbelievable last week and played a great football game. Well, like you said, they only trailed by seven near the end of the third quarter. quarter. And uh, and of course, we were playing shorthanded. Everyone knows Hunter Love's out for the rest of the season and. A couple of more players that we usually depended on was unable to play. And uh, the Fort Payne team just came out inspired, Scott, and just played uh, this, just great football, really. And I think at the beginning we shocked Oxford at how well we were playing. I don't think there's any doubt about it. I think uh, Coach Emmer hit on it, too, during the halftime. We talked with him or coming out of the half. You know, I think they, Oxford prepared for Hunter Love being that football game in our offense to kind of revolve around him. And, uh, you know, Hunter, if you followed, followed us this whole year, you know what a big part he was. But also when somebody goes out like that, it, I think in some ways it kind of brings the team a little more together, gets them to focus a little bit better, knowing that that key player is out of the ball game. And it gives some other players a chance to shine. And uh, we got to see some different different players. Uh, DeBose shine last week. Uh, again, J.D. Blaylock played a heck of a game again. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, I think the biggest takeaway I got from him, Fort Payne never came out or never looked intimidated. Uh, never. Uh, against a – Probably the best team in 6A. Oh, absolutely. Their only loss this season came from the number one team in 7A, Thompson. And everybody knows how great Thompson is. So, uh, Oxford, obviously, year in, year out, one of the best teams in the state, regardless of classification. You're exactly right, Roger. We've, we've seen it. I don't know how, how many years it's been now that, uh, you know, they, they've been that good. Uh, they that good. It seems like they're that good in basketball. They're that good in football. It's uh, sports across the board down there. They're extremely good. I wonder if we could move that whole city out of our region. <laughs> Probably there's not. A lot, there's a lot of people in 6A that wish they were in 7. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Uh, Talent-wise, that's where they belong. Uh, yes. But we are having senior night here at R.D. Hicks Stadium, and they're bringing out all the players who have already been introduced to get back to the locker room and now the band members and cheerleaders and such. And we're going to go to a break now. We'll take a, about a three-minute break, and we'll be back to North Jackson. We are more than a hospital. We are a community. And we are there for you. Local care when you need it. For more information and specialties, visit DeKalbRegional.com.
The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Owner Patrick Graham and publisher Trisha Dunn wish Fort Payne and DeKalb County teams a wonderful season. As the weather gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. Shop for family, or maybe a little gift for yourself. We have something for her, him, and the kids. This winter season, shop Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors. Shop local. Open seven days a week, located on Fort Payne Main Street. Hey friends, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City Used Cars in Fort Payne, Alabama. I uh, just want to tell everybody what a great inventory we have down here. We're looking forward to people coming down here and shopping with us. I've got any make or model you can think of. I've got Cadillac, I've got Mini Coopers, I've got Toyotas, I've got Nissan. Just got a bunch of vehicles down here. Listen, if you need financing, I got great financing up to 84 months through some of our banks. Got great interest rates going right now. And I just want to invite everybody down here to come see us at Twin City. We're located at 1015 Golf Avenue South in beautiful downtown Fort Payne, Alabama. You can shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com or just give us a call. 256-844-2210. Looking forward to seeing you guys down here. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Well, back at R.D. Hicks Stadium on the campus of North Jackson High School, the Cats getting set to take on the Chiefs. Final game of the season before everyone heads next Friday to the playoffs. Fort Payne will be at home hosting Gardendale, an opponent, Scott, that we've came to uh, be real familiar with over the last few years. Yes, we have, Roger. I think last time we played them, we went to Gardendale, what, two or three years ago, the first round of the playoffs, mm -hmm. and uh, played a heck of a football game. I think ended up losing by seven in the last – Last seconds, last minute of the game, we led it 21 nothing. Um, I want to say well into the third quarter. Right. Yeah. Your uh, uh, yeah. Your memory's good. Yeah. We've we've seen them quite a few times in the last few years. Uh, like I said, Fort Payne will be playing Gardendale once again, and we'll see what type of team they have. Normally, year after year, they have a pretty good team, though. You're right, Roger. And getting back to this game here tonight, you brought up an interesting uh, thing as far as North Jackson's kicking game. You want to elaborate on it a little bit? 
Yeah, I, rumor has it, and I, at least that they uh, onside kick on every kickoff. And uh, they said one game they recovered four out of five. So how in the world, Dodge? I know we've been pretty good on our own on uh, getting kickoffs onside kicks, you know, a couple of times. And I think maybe Alex even recovered them a couple of times. I think he but, did. I think we kicked two or three of them, and he's recovered. Or, uh, Fort Payne's uh, recovered every one of them. Can you imagine every time kicking off on an onside kick? Yeah, I guess like we talked about it, you know, if you got a kicking game, it's not very strong or you don't have much confidence in it or can't kick it very far, uh, rather than just kick it the other team, they get it on the 40 or 50-yard line, might as well kick an onside kick and let yeah. let your team have a chance at getting it anyway. Yeah, if you're just going to pop one up and they're going to get a chance to return Turn it, it. Maybe, good chance of getting it back to midfield maybe versus onside kick, you're probably at least going to make them take it over on their uh, own territory. Well, uh, Scott, you want to go over tonight's starting lineups for both teams? We can do that. We'll start on offense for North Jackson. Starting at quarterback will be number 12, Dalton Morris. At running back, you'll have number two, Myron Walton, and number six, Brady Cunningham. At the BB back, or what I guess you consider a fullback, be Ray Sanders, number 16. Your three wide receivers will be number seven, Nigel Lanier. Number 20, wide receiver, Kyle Posey. And number three, Cade Reed. Across the front line for North Jackson will be number 62. At left tackle, Gannon Jernigan. 73, left guard, Cameron Mitchell. Number 50 at center will be Levi Hughes. At right guard, number 70, Peyton King. And at right tackle, number 64, Cameron Gore. Starting on defense for North Jackson, be at inside linebacker, number one, Macklin Guess. Outside linebacker slash safety will be number three, Cade Reed. Your two cornerbacks will be number five, Acklin Summers, and number seven, Nigel Lanier. Your free safety, number nine, Austin Lopez. Outside linebacker, number 16, Ray Sanders. Inside linebacker, number 17, Luke Johnson. And number 27 at defensive line, Colton Carpenter. Another outside linebacker, number 31, Nick Jernigan. Uh, defensive line, number 32, Will Sims. And also on the defensive line, number 44, Ryland Matthews. And I've got two people down there, Roger, for uh, nose guard. Be number 49, Devontae Pickett. And we'll probably also see number 53, Jalen Walker. Yeah, that's the starting lineup, both on offense and defense for the North Jackson Chiefs. Let's take another two-minute break, and we'll come back with Fort Payne's starting lineups.
tradition continues. Well, back at Hicks Stadium at North Jackson High School, the captain's out at center field right now having the coin toss for tonight's game. Brody Bruce representing the Cats, and let's see if we can pick up the who wins there as the flip is in the air. Fort Payne calls it, and let's see who won. Fort Payne won the toss, and they're going to decline it. And I'm assuming that North Jackson will choose to receive. And now we're about to have the national anthem, I believe. Scott, I think that's the first time I've ever seen them crank up the national anthem in the middle of a coin toss. I completely agree with <laughs> like you, Like I said, if it can happen, it will happen here at North Jackson. <laughs> so Fort Payne, like I said, deferred to the second half, and North Jackson did choose to receive. And, Scott, you're going to go over the Fort Payne starters. All right, starting on offense for Fort Payne at running back will be number 24, Caden DuBose. And quarterback number 13, J.D. Blaylock. Tied in, number 88, Sawyer Burt. Wide receiver, number 82, Cam Thomas. Number five, Brody Bruce. And number six, Connor Cash. At left tackle will be number 61, Riley Kuhn. Left guard, number 74, Logan Beard. Number 79, Eli Fraser will be starting at center. And at right guard, number 54, Nathan Gentry. And your right tackle will be number 72, Wes Everett. On defense, at defensive end, number 94, Heisman Brown. Also at defensive end, number 34, Daryl Prater. Defensive tackle, number 42, Makai Maxwell. Defensive line, number 81, Jaden DuBose. Linebacker, number 28, Will Green. Also at linebacker will be number 47, Devin Wells. Number 21, Seth Williams. And on number 12, Alex Akins. Starting at cornerback will be number seven, Darwin Camp. And number 43, Jacoby Foster. And rounding out this defense will be number 11, Will Abbott, starting at free safety. Well, they've already put the 12 minutes up on the clock to get this one underway kind of abruptly as Alex will place it down on the 40-yard line, be kicking off from our right to our left. Fort Payne in the white jerseys with the gold pants, black helmets. North Jackson all in black with white numerals and a black helmet also. So we'll get this one, the last regular season game underway. And Fort Payne trying to go to, let's see, what are we, 7-2, and two, trying to go 8-2 and two for the season. Right, it's hard to believe we're already 10 weeks into this football season. It's hard, it it's is hard to believe. It don't. just seems like the other day we're starting. 
I said like the other day, we weren't 100% sure we were going to get to have a season uh, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Get, and get to play uh, nine of the ten games that were scheduled. Uh, so, 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 it says a lot. So here we go. The whistle sounds, and Alex will put a toe into it, as I said, at the 40-yard line. This one will be well into the end zone. Well, it's just going to die about two yards deep. So the ball will come out to the 20-yard line, and North Jackson will have it first and 10. Dalton Morris, the 6'2", 180-pound quarterback. At running back, Myron Walton, he's a junior, 5'10", 170. Another running back, Brady Cunningham, he's a junior, 176-1. And the blocking back, Ray Sanders, wide receivers are Lanier and Posey. And they have Brady Cunningham, running back, split to the near side. In the backfield is Myron Walton alongside Dalton Morris. The quarterback, he'll take the snap, looks, wants to run, going to get out to the corner. Fort Payne's chasing him, and about three different cats, led by Darwin Camp, is going to be on top of him. Let's see how many, what the game was on the play. And actually, that was the wide receiver, Nigel Lanier, who took the snap. And kind of a wildcat. It was. So Lanier takes the snap instead of the quarterback, Morris. A gain of about, well, about one on the play. So second down and nine. And they're going to move, and they'll be backed up five. And still in there in the quarterback position is that number seven, Nigel Lanier. So it'll go back from the 21 back to the 16-yard line, where it'll be second down now and 14 to go for the North Jackson Chiefs. Is, go ahead, Scott. A little strange to see the uh, starting quarterback, number 12, Dalton Morris, for the Chiefs. We have not seen him in the game yet. Nope. Again, that's number seven, Nigel Lanier in the quarterback as he'll look over to the sideline, changing the call. That's going to say it's kind of a blistery cold night here at North Jackson. And going to direct snap to the running back. They're going to jump on him immediately. Going to get back outside the 15-yard to the 16. Matthews. Myron Walton, I guess. I think I heard the PA guy call him Matthews, but I think that was Walton on the carry. So 44 is in the backfield, so that's probably who it was. Matthews, 44, we didn't even have on our uh, starting roster. Now number 12, Dalton Morris, is in at quarterback, and there's going to be another whistle. Fort Payne's going to jump off sides. Still going to be third and a long seven to go for the Chiefs. That puts the ball out around the 20, looks like the 23-yard line, Scott. Is that what it looks like to you? 20, yes, Roger, 20, uh, 21 or 22. It's hard, hard to tell. We can call it 23. Third down and seven. This time it is Morris, the quarterback. Looks, goes across the middle, has a receiver, and it's caught by number seven who moved out from that quarterback spot. That's number seven, Nigel Lanier, and he makes the grab in Fort Payne territory down to the 42-yard line where it'll be first and 10 for the Chiefs. Nice throw that time and a good grab. Wasn't bad coverage for Fort Payne. The ball was just put perfectly in the spot where it needed to be. Really was. Roger Morris uh, had, had some time in the pocket to uh, throw the football. They're just going to send him on a, I don't know, 20-yard slant. And like you said, the ball was just thrown perfectly to him. Fort Payne was not in bad position. Now they're going back to that number seven, maybe at quarterback. It is number seven set with 44 Matthews to his left. And Lanier going to take the snap. Again, he's going to roll left, just wants to run for it. Cuts inside the defense, spins around, has a couple of more yards down to the 36-yard line. 
pickup of six. It'll be second down and four for the Chiefs. The ball at the Fort Payne 36-yard line. That's still number seven. Yep, back in there in the quarterback position. Still number seven, the wide receiver. Again, they snap it to the up guy, and he's going to press forward. Breaks a tackle, spins inside the 35 down to the 34-yard line. Boy, they're snapping the ball to everybody, aren't they? They are, Roger. We've only seen, uh, you know, the actual quarterback, Lanier, in there one one time. Uh, throws a strike across the middle for 30, 35-yard gain. Try to get as we're getting situated up here. But again, we're going to see Lanier. Third and about two. Yep. And Lanier is in at quarterback once again. Going to do a little inside sweep. And he's going to trip and fall down. They went into number two, Myron Walton. And let's see, he, he lost about a half yard. So it's going to be fourth down and a long two. So fourth and two, Can't say, okay, 12 seconds to go on the play clock. Again, Nigel Lanier in, again, going to do a little toss back. Fort Payne's all over him if they can make the stop, and they do. And another loss, this time a loss of two, and the razzle-dazzle didn't shine too brightly on that play, did it? Did not, Roger. Going to hand it off. I couldn't see what number that was. I believe it was 44, and he turns around and tries to get it back. I believe it was Lanier over here this near side, and uh, Fort Payne sniffed that out and defended it extremely well. Brett, they've tried every type of play you can imagine so far. They've snapped it direct to four or five different players and tried every uh, funky type play you can imagine. Defense is doing a really good job so far. It looks really good. So Fort Payne has it for their first time on offense at their own 35-yard line. First and 10, J.D. is your quarterback. He'll take the snap, going to hand off toward the right side, pushing forward, struggling out near the 40-yard line. They're going to pick up the better part of five yards, and it'll be second down in five. That was DuBose in it running back with Fort Payne. Yep, Jalen DuBose on Caden DuBose. I said Jalen, I guess that's his brother or cousin. Here we go, second down and a long five to go for the Gats. J.D. under center, turns around, hands to Dubose again, protects the ball, going to get out to the corner. He's going to have the first down and knocked out of bounds and short of midfield, I believe, right around the 49-yard line. Cunningham made the stop for North Jackson. They're going to place it down right about the 49-yard line, and it's first and 10, Fort Payne on the move. Receivers to win the receivers to the near side. J.D. back wants to throw a fade down that right sideline. He's going to overthrow him. He ran out of room down there. He tried to hit, I believe it was 88. Sawyer Burt. Was that 88? So it was 82. It was 82, Tom, Cam. Kind of hard to see through this glass. Uh, I think it hadn't had any Windex on it since <laughs> 1968. <laughs> they have Windex back then? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> All righty, second oh, down. Oh, is that a window? <laughs> <laughs> oh, me. Wait a minute, I'm facing the wrong direction. Yeah, yeah. Well, Fort Payne's going to hand it off to 12 in the game, Alex Akins, Akins and he's going to be hit by line, behind the line of scrimmage for a loss of a couple. 
Now it's going to be third down and about 12 to go. Fort Payne quickly on the move now. This time they do have Cam to the near side. Sawyer also on the near side. Twin receivers to the far side as J.D. in the shotgun drops, looks, wants to throw, going to hit Sawyer, makes the grab and goes out of bounds. Just shy, I believe, of the first down. Just going to bring up a fourth down and about, nope, they're going to move the sticks. Boy, it was right at it. They're going to give him the first down, and it'll be first and 10 cats at the 41. Well, nice play swinging Carson over here to this near side on kind of a drag route across the middle. And Blaylock with a nice pass. And Bird actually comes up with pretty good, pretty good, actually a great catch right there on the sideline. Yep. Ball just slightly high, but. Caden Dubose beside J.D. in the backfield. Going to turn, going to hand whistles, is going to stop the play as a flag comes in from the backfield, uh, the defensive backfield, actually. Illegal procedure against Fort Payne. Yeah, Brett, you missed a lot that first series on offense for uh, North Jackson. Kind of hard to keep up with what's happening. I saw a big pickup there just right off the bat. Uh, looks like they've got some good offensive weapons on the, the backfield. First down and 15 now to go. Going to fake the handoff. J.D. looks, wants to go downfield, going down the middle, has good position to Cam. He makes the grab at the 15, 10, struggling to five, spin, touchdown, Cam. What a move inside the five-yard line to get Cam into the end zone, and Fort Payne goes out in front, six to nothing, with 6.30 to go here in the first quarter. Roger, J.D.'s doing a really good job of getting rid of the ball. Did that same thing over with Sawyer. The ball kind of took off with him, but he's getting rid of the ball early, and the, and the receivers have a really good chance of making a play, and that's just a great throw and catch. I thought Cam did a real good job of shielding off that defender, too, to be able to get to the ball. Really good play. So Alex will try to attack on the extra point. Good snap, good hold, kick is up, and the kick is good with 6.30 to go here in the first quarter. Fort Payne scores first and leads 7 to nothing. So Scott will get a chance here to see what the North Jackson pulls out of their bags of tricks here on their second position. Yeah, I don't know if Brett was listening to us last week, but Roger was saying that North Jackson were a kicking game onside kick every time. Yes, I did hear that. <laughs> and they scored four, I mean, they recovered it four out of five times in one game. So that's amazing, isn't it? That is. So I'm telling you what, it's kind of hard to call their game with them on offense because they're doing so much with so many different people. So Alex will have the ball on the 40-yard line and put this one into the end zone to our left. Whistle blows. Now Alex will put the toe into the football. Nice high drive into the end zone and out of the end zone and bring it out to the 20 where North Jackson will have it first and 10. Well, we said Dylan Morris was the quarterback, but he hadn't been back there in that position, but maybe a couple of times. Most of the time, it's been number seven, Nigel Lanier. And number 44, who we think his last name is Matthews. We really don't have a full roster for North Jackson, but I think I heard the PA guy call him Matthews. So he's been in there a good bit. And again, it is Lanier again in the quarterback. He's going to hand off inside. 
Breaking a couple of tackles out across the 30-yard line. Still struggling forward out to the 35. That was number seven with the ball again. Yeah, it looked there. like he just ran off tackle on that left side, yeah. and it looked a really good hole up front because he didn't get touched till he was well into the linebackers, but uh, good blocking up front by North Jackson. First and 10 from the North Jackson 35. Low snap. Picked up. Chasing again, trying to get a hold of uh, Nigel, who carries it again. Seth Williams, I think, maybe made the tackle. It'll be a pickup of about, well, almost, well, we'll say three, three or four yards. Second down and a long six. Fort Payne shuttles, gets number 21 out of there. Again, they're going to hand off again. This time, I believe it was the Matthews. And nothing there. Actually, they're going to give him about a foot. Third and a long five. So, once again, North Jackson looking at the third. They went for it on fourth last time and didn't make it. And Fort Payne took it over and went in for their first touchdown. Let's see. 44, the Matthews is still in there. Number seven is still in the quarterback position, Lanier, the wide receiver. And again, going to snap it up to the short guy, and he's going to rush forward, pushing. He doesn't have the first down. He's going to end up two yards shy of the first down. North Jackson, again, will be looking at fourth and two. Yeah, they're going to give him a little more than that, so it's going to be just a long one, fourth and a long one for the Chiefs. And they're going to go for it, looks like, even though it's on their own 44-yard line. I guess what we know about their kicking game, Roger, I mean, not trying to say anything bad, but they just don't kick it very much, don't have a whole lot of confidence in it, so it looks like they're going to go for it. They're taking a whole lot of time here, down to 10 seconds on the play clock as they finally come to the line of scrimmage. Again, number seven may keep this one. Nope, going to hand it off for Payne's on. Going to bring him down short of the first down. They handed it off to that number 44, Matthews, again, and they hold him short, and it'll be another fourth down failure for the Chiefs, and Fort Payne takes over. Just a good defensive stand by Fort Payne. That front end gets a lot of pressure, and a, a couple of times on those direct snaps, I'm not sure that that was the initial play where they're faking, but Fort Payne's got so much pressure, the quarterback or, or the uh, Wildcat back, so to speak, had to run on two occasions, but just good good pressure up front by the Wildcat defense. I'm not sure they're doing so much as it's confusing themselves yeah. out there. Okay, Fort Payne has it at their 44. First and 10, J.D. in the shotgun. Going to a little sprint out to the right side. Caught out there, breaking a tackle, and trying to get a few more, and does break free for a couple of more yards. Going to get down around or inside the 40-yard line. You can usually tell when Sawyer gets the ball because that's that's who gets hit around the ankles. And he's uh, such a big boy. But good run, good catch, and good run by Sawyer. Got the better part of five yards. It'll be second down and five. So, again, J.D. is in the – now he's going to go up under center with Dubose, Caden Dubose in the backfield. Going to turn, going to hand to Dubose. Tried to go right, then cut it back up the middle, and he ran right into the defense there. He's going to lose. Uh, back to the line of scrimmage, maybe. Maybe a loss of one. Sims made the tackle for North Jackson. It'll be – there's a flag on the play out there in the big pile. Scott, you see what happened? Came in late. I think it's going to be another sportsman-like conduct penalty, but I didn't see who 
who was going to go against us. It's going to be against North Jackson, Jackson, yeah. Personal foul. <coughs> it's going to go all the way down to the 25-yard line, where it'll be first and 10 for the Cats. We're at 329 to go in the first quarter. Fort Payne up 7 to nothing, but driving. Can do both in the backfield. J.D. Set in the shotgun. Takes it. Going to hand off. No, he's going to keep it. Has everybody fooled. Cuts inside, then back outside. He's at the 10. He's at the 5. He dives for the pylon. Did he get in? Touchdown, Fort Payne. Boy, good job from him. He dove in for that pylon from about the five-yard line, Brett. Yeah, we've given Dubo several times on that just a little power play over there on the right side and just a really great play call, just a fake bootleg. Quarterback comes out, good blocking downfield. And, of course, JD's, J.D.'s a really good runner. So Alex will try to put on the 14th point of the night. Good snap, the hole's down, the kick is up, and the kick is good with 3.11 to go in the first quarter. It is Fort Payne 14, North Jackson Chiefs 0. Rich, you got to think, boy, if they're going to go for it in their own territory on fourth down, they're going to have a long night, and they're going to put allow the Cats to put up a lot of points. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty early to throw your cards on the table, but they're, they're insisting on it. They're going to show us they're at the four-down territory, and like you said, they've done it two times in a row. Uh, they've not shot away from it, so it's going to be interesting to see if they keep keep playing that uh, uh, type of game against Fort Payne. Fort Payne putting points on the board. Instead of trying to punt it, get them a little bit into uh, their own territory. Yeah, when they come up short, Scott, same thing as turnovers. That's exactly right, Roger. We're trying to read some of my chicken scratch, trying to do a little stats, but I'm sure I'll get them all messed up. So just... yeah, you're probably doing great. <laughs> Anything to keep your hands moving, keep them from freezing. That's exactly right. So, again, Alex will kick off from our right to our left. Puts a toe into it. This one going to be fielded right at the goal line, but, nope, he decides to let it drop into the, goal, into the end zone. They'll bring it out to the 20. Once again, the Chiefs will have it first and 10 from their own 20-yard line. Let's see if they continue this rotation. I mean, you know, so far, uh, North Jackson players, Britt, can't complain. They never get their hands on the ball because everybody's touching it. Yeah, North Jackson, they're mixing it up uh, quite often, but uh, just trying to power right at Fort Payne, but so far not very successful. Here we get Matthews, 44, back in the backfield. Once again, the wide receiver, Nigel Lanier, at the quarterback spot. He's going to take it, going to just run right up the middle. Fort Payne's going to hit him, trying to strip him of the ball. That's 81. It's all over him, and he had quite a tussle. That's Dubo, so I believe. Yep, number 81. Of sure was. Quite a tussle with number 81, Jaden Dubos. Well, he picked up about three, so it'll be second down now in seven. There again, call for the snap. Now looks over to the sideline. Plenty of time on the play clock. Near with the snap, going to hand in a little inside handoff to number two, Myron Walton. He's going to push forward for 
maybe one. It's going to be third down and a long five. Now they move it to just third down and five. Now is the, knows the ball almost at the 25-yard line, and they got to get to the 30. Now the quarterback, Dalton Morris, number 12, is back in at the quarterback position. Jackson. Yep, back them up five. It'll go to third down and ten now. As they move. Now, so far, I hate to say it, but North Jackson really hasn't done anything well thus far. Fort Payne's just applying a lot of pressure up front defensively, playing well, and they, they, they have no answer to it. They're trying to get up Fort Payne really mainly on misdirection plays, but Fort Payne hadn't bought into any of it. Doing a really good job staying at home. Again, Morris is in at quarterback. He'll take the snap, wants to throw. Fort Payne's got a good rush on him, avoids the tackler, throws it downfield and overthrew his receiver. Flag's going to come in, and Fort Payne, I believe, is going to be called for pass interference on Nigel Lanier. I couldn't tell from here if he hit him too soon, but anyway, the flag came out. So they'll penalize Fort Payne out to the 35-yard line, where it'll be first and 10 now for the Chiefs. I think yeah, that's Roger, only I, their second first down of the night, isn't it? I think you're right, Roger. That is probably a tough break for Fort Payne. I'm not sure it was pass interference. That ball settling over the top of his head when the Fort Payne player gets there right. and hits him. Here we go. Sweep to the near side. Oh. Ball's on the ground. Let's see. It's still fighting for it. Fort Payne says they have it. Let's see who's got it. Fort Payne again says they have it, and they do. Fort Payne will pick up the fumble. Couldn't tell who came up with it. Maybe 42. That would have been Maxwell if it was 42. Anyway, Fort Payne takes over at the Chiefs' 30-yard line. Well, it's actually back a few yards, back at the 33-yard line. We're at 118 to go first quarter. Fort Payne up 14 to nothing. J.D. set back in the shotgun, looks, wants to go for it all, being chased. Has a big dude after him. He's going to have to run it and get out of bounds. Well, he holds that sideline, going to pick up good yardage and then hit. Looked like they might have hit him a little bit late over there. I think he's going to pick up the first down. Right at it. You know, and I just noticed now number seven's in there on defense, too. He's played quarterback, wide receiver, now in the cornerback. cornerback. Yeah. He does pick up the first down. So it's first and 10 at the North Jackson 23-yard line. J.D. under center. Turns going to hand to do both right up the middle. Has an opening. Shoots through the opening. He's going to go the way. All the way for the touchdown. Touchdown, Dubos, Caden Dubos. Really good blocking right up front, just right in the middle, Roger. Just a beautiful block, but one one thing Dubos does to perfection is that's hit the hole hard, and good things happen there. It's kind of like 
turn four going into the smoke. He, he went right into the line and it was closed down, but once it parted, there was no touching him with just a lot of speed. This is like the Red Sea party. That's it, right it did. <laughs> Fort Payne trying to put on its 24th point of the game with 59 seconds to go here in the first quarter. Alex will put a toe into it after a high snap. Kick is up and the kick is indeed good. So with 59.1 seconds to go first quarter, Fort Payne now up 21 to zero. And things couldn't be any better than this for the Cats. No, and again, you know, you go back to Dubose, which this offensive line's done a real good job all year, you know, with Hunter in there. But Dubose, is, he's a different style runner. And uh, Young, only a ninth grader, which I know that excites all these, this coaching staff at Fort Payne. But just a good blocking up front and a great run there by Dubose of just hitting the hole hard. Scott, you got anything to add to that? Uh, just three, three impressive drives by Fort Payne. Roger, the first one starting on, I think it was on the 28 or 29-yard line. Scoring a touchdown. The last two started on their 44 and 23 yard line. The last two have been uh, rushing touchdowns. And then we hit uh, Cam Thomas for the long pass play from I think it was good for 40, 40 or 45. So, yeah, everything going smooth for the Cats at this point as Alex places the ball again down on the 40 yard line. We might be seeing a fewer people on that far set of bleachers over there if this keeps on. Those little Jackson folks may be. Heading to their own home TP. Alex with a high kick this time. Going to be a chance to field it, I think. Yep, he's going to bring it out. He's at the 10. Cutting left at the 15-yard line. Avoids the tackler there and falls forward near the 20 as a flag comes in right at the end of the run. Guess who that was that returned it? Number seven. So we've seen him four different spots so far in this game. I think they'll get North Jackson with a block in the back. Hold. So that's going to back them up, and they're really going to have their worst field position of the night. It'll be. Somewhere around the seven-yard line, I believe. Fort Payne getting a late substitution out there. The Chiefs getting on it pretty quickly here. Going to hand up the middle to number two, and he's going to break it to outside. Has the first down. Good run as he handed it off to Myron Walton, the 5'10", 170-pound junior. Fort Payne really wasn't set real well for that play as they hurried it up. No, it looks like they were trying to make some substitution based on that offensive line. But uh, I thought, what is that, the second or third time we've seen a return on, on this year on the so kickoff? I mean, yeah. he's, Alex has done a really good job of putting it out of play. And it was right on the goal line. Yeah. So here we go, another first down for the Chiefs. First and 10. They're going to do another little inside handoff to Walton. Looking for some room. Not a whole lot there. And the ball came loose. Fort Payne picked it up, but I guess they'd already blown it dead. Pickup of two from Iron Walton. Second and eight. And that ends the first quarter of play. Fort Payne leads 21 to zero. We'll be back in one minute. We are more than a hospital. We are a community.
and we are there for you. Local care when you need it. For more information and specialties, visit DeKalbRegional.com. Cats lead 21 to nothing to start the second quarter here at RRD Hicks Stadium at North Jackson. And once again, to do it all, know it all, Nigel Lanier in at corner quarterback position. Going to take the snap, going to run, looks, touch the ball under. Fort Payne's all over him, got to knock him down for a loss. Let's see, who was that in on him? Number 81 again came Dubose. in. Dubose once again was in on top of him quickly. A loss of one on the play. It'll be third down and 11. Fort Payne doing a really good job of just standing them up and not over-pursuing into the backfield and running past the tackle. They're standing it up in the running back and actually stringing it out on that left side. Running back just has no place to go for North Jackson. Again, Lanier looks over to the sideline, has a play. Again, takes a low snap, looks, now drops back, wants to go down the far sideline, balls up and caught. And no, it came out at the end. Are they going to say it's incomplete? I thought they might say he lost it when he came down and hit the ground, but uh, they're going to say incomplete pass. So it's going to be third down now and 11. So number seven, they're going to go back to his normal wide receiver position on the far side of the field. Quarterback is Morris, number 12 in there. You think he's going to be putting this one in there, needing 11 yards to keep the drive going, but it's fourth and 11 again from their own 20-something yard line. He's going to quick kick, and Fort Payne feels it. It's the 45, the 40, the 35, the 30, the 25, and out of bounds goes Cam. I think that was just an open-door case right there. It was. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> So he gets all the way down to the 20, eh, down to the 20-yard line, actually. Knows the football laying at the 20-yard line. We're the very first and 10 for the Cats. Again, J.D. under center with Dubo set deep in the backfield. Going to turn, going to fake the handoff, going to throw a little side out. Has Cam curling around, trying to pick up more yardage, and he picks up quite a few down there. Britt might have to open the door and see where he's at. Yeah, that's a really good play call right there, actually, but they did a really good job of staying at home, but uh, just a throwback to this near side. To he Cam. picked up about six. Looks like second down. The ball right on the 14-yard line, I believe. And this time they're going to hand Dubos, goes up the middle, cuts it back left, and I believe he's going to fall inside the 10. And looks like he's probably going to have the first down. It's hard to tell from this angle. Signal first down. 
If so, it's right on the 10-yard line, so it'll be first and goal to go from the 10. Fort Payne gets Connor Cash out of the game. Alex Aikens is into the game, along in the backfield with uh, number 42, Makai Maxwell. Going to turn, Frank it. Makai blocks right up the middle. Aikens cuts it in. Touchdown. Alex Aikens goes 10 yards behind the blocking of Maxwell for a fourth Fort Payne touchdown. Fort Payne again doing a really good job up front, Roger, as you just said, and behind Max with some of those guys and uh, that that offensive line. You can't say enough about them because they're they're knocking holes in there big enough for a lot of people to run through. But good hard running again by Alex Aikens. Alex will put a, try to tack on the extra point here. That'd be our 28th point of the game. Good snap, the hole's there, the kick is up, and the kick is good. So with 10 minutes to go here in the second quarter, Fort Payne now leads 28 to nothing. Guys, we may not see a starter in the second half if this keeps up. Yeah, Awfully good start here by Fort Payne on offense. The defense has been playing great as well. Roger and Fort Payne so far on eight rushes for 94 yards. Four pass, J.D. Blaylock's four or five for 72 yards. And of course, we've got four touchdowns, uh, three of them rushing and one passing. Pretty good distribution there, too. I mean, so far, they have not come up with that answer to stop us on anything. So this will be the first kickoff for the Cats going from our left to our right. So see if Alex can drive this one through the end zone down the scoreboard end of the field. Yeah, those stats, Scott, are, are – sound like halftime stats, but we're barely into the second quarter, so that's what's very impressive about Fort Payne tonight so far. I think I just ran out of ink. <laughs> oh, no. I have a pen in here if you did. <laughs> All right, here we go. Whistle blows, and Alex puts a toe into the pink skin, drives a low driving kick into the end zone and out of the end zone. So they'll bring it out to the 20 and it'll be first and 10 for the Chiefs. Well, uh, Brent, what are you gonna tell them if you're the coach for North Jackson? Nothing, they tried to work, can't get a first down. And what are you gonna tell you them? You know, it's, it, they're struggling throwing the ball. They, you know, they've tried to slip one on us a couple of times downfield, but not, not too bad, but they're not a passing team. And, and, and running, they, they don't have an answer because Fort Payne, like I said, is just doing a really good job of standing up the line of scrimmage. It's just Fort Payne so far has been too much for them. Now seven back out there at quarterback again, Nigel Lanier. Matthew set to his right. Lanier's just going to keep it, tries to press up the middle, escapes one group of tacklers, and still struggling forward. going to make it out to the 24-yard line for a gain of four. Boy's got to be tired by the time this game's over. A lot, a lot, a lot of guys playing both ways. Lanier's yeah. definitely going to be tired. Second down, six. Lanier again wants to roll right, wants to drop back, wants to throw, lobs another one up there, and comes down way short of his receiver. Uh, it's hard to explain his throws, uh, Britt. They're... They're certainly not pinpoint. They're kind of lobbed up there, aren't no, they? No, you know, they look a lot like a, a running back, like you 
running back runs a sweep and he, he decides whether to run or throw and that's a little bit what you're seeing he for sure Nigel's a really good athlete but uh, that's not his uh, he's probably more of a runner than his a passer so here we go third down and six and we know they're in four down territory <laughs> every time yep again this time his quarterback back in there Morris throws across the middle has seven well Nigel Lanier is going to make the play one way or the other. We're throwing, and there's a flag, though, in the backfield. Did we hit him late, or was it going to be a hold? It's going to be a hold, but I didn't, I didn't watch the end of the play once the ball was thrown. But two times we've seen Morris throw the football tonight for North Jackson. Yeah, he's throwing two strikes. Yeah, he can throw it. Yep, they're moving back, and it is a hold against the Chiefs. Well, they have a positive play, and it's going to be a race because of a hold. Kind of, I don't know. I know that uh, that Lanier is kind of capable when he play, do anything. But looking at Morris, I don't understand why they really don't have him in there at that quarterback position more, especially when you're down yeah. 28 to and, nothing. And you think it would give Nigel a little bit of a breather and give him more opportunity to get in open space also. So now the whistle blows before we can start play again. As they said, it'll be fourth down according to the yard marker. Fourth and now it's third. Third down and six. And Morris is still in at the quarterback position. Gonna, oh, oh, there's going to be some flags flying on that play, and it's a motion penalty, a legal procedure against the Chiefs. We'll back them up five more. It'll be third down and 11 now. And Morris is in there at the quarterback position. Matthews will go out. And I believe that's number, maybe number nine coming to the near side. Is that nine? Yep, number six. Brady Cunningham comes to the near side. Goes in my up Mike Morris back, looks, throws across the middle, has a receiver caught. It's going to be a first down as he goes out across the 40-yard line. Well, just threw it in the zone where there's nobody there, Britt, and made a good grab and first down. Well, if you're looking at percentages, I mean, it, they're a much better. So far, they're throwing the ball and being more productive by throwing the ball than running. So uh, I expect to see, keep him in. And like mm -hmm. I said, that turns Nigel loose. They've got him on that outside receiver. And Matthews, the 44, is not a bad little running back mm -hmm. either. So I think this might be their best combination that I've seen so far. That's five. Ackland Summers is normally a corner. It's in there now going in motion to the far side. Going to hand off to Summers. Looking for some room. Has a little bit on the corner out there and gets outside or near the 45-yard line. Going to pick up about three yards out to the 44. When when you get that athletic Nigel, number seven, when you get him out there at receiver on that far side, then you run him off into space and you kind of create an area, and they run that speed sweep right behind him. So uh, a good play call there, and uh, they may have a little better game plan here with this, with this uh, group of boys in right now. Second and a long six to go. And whistles again. Let's say they come from both directions this side. The Fort Payne backfield along as well as the North Jackson. It's going to be against North Jackson again. 
Back them up. It'll go to second and 13. And second and 12. So second down and 12 now is Morris. Settled in there at quarterback. They're going to send the runner toward left, but Morris is going to keep it right up the middle. Fort Payne's going to be on top of him, but he's going to drag a few cats forward and pick up some good yardage. He's going to bring up a third and makeable. Yep, Morris again on the carry for North Jackson. Was it Maxwell again on the tackle? Like Fort Payne had several guys in there. I didn't see who made the initial. So contact third and almost four play clock down to 10 he is offside the left tackle is offside set up offside he's going to hand it this time to four and he's not going to make the first down it's going to be fourth down and one so that was number four in there for the first time could have been number two. Maybe I had it wrong. Number two, I believe, Myron Walton. So fourth down and one, Fort Payne will send in number 44. Landon Crow. Landon Crow. Well, that guy clearly was offsides lined up on that last one. So a fourth and one play. Again, he's going to keep it. Fort Payne's going to drop him for a loss. Well, this is, what, three or four times they've went for it on fourth down, and they're over. So Nigel stopped again this time. Fort Payne will take over in the uh, territory of the North Jackson Chiefs. We're at 6.13 to go here in the second quarter of play. Fort Payne's up 28-0. to zero. Ball is marked at the North Jackson 49-yard line. DuBose in the backfield once again beside Blaylock. Blaylock looks. Looks going to throw down the near sideline. Has Cam open. They're fighting for the ball, and Cam can't pick it up. Well, that was an old-fashioned fight for that football. Both of them, I think. I think that's a good Yeah, I do, ball. too. I do, too. I, th I think both of them really gave a lot of effort, Cam and also the defender there for North Jackson, but good no call. Yeah, both of them just fighting for possession, Scott. And yep, good time to keep your uh, flag in your pocket. pocket. That's exactly right. So second down in 10. Cash comes in motion, fake to him, hands to do both, still struggling forward, trying to reach that 45-yard line, and he does. So it's going to be Fort Payne with a third down and six. Fort Payne in a hurry. They'll get Dacky Goodman into the game. this time in no hurry. J.D. again with DuBose set to his right. Looks, looks nothing there. Has an outlet over on the side on Cam. Going to be forced to run it. Gets to that side. Going to be hit. No, he's escapes. That one goes back to near the 35. Now they're going to get on top of him. Flag came way upfield near the 50, and that might very well be a hold on Fort Payne at that point. 
they finally dropped him back at the 36-yard line. Well, they're going to decline the penalty. It was on Fort Payne, and they declined the penalty, so lost back to the 36. So Fort Payne will send in Alex to punt this one away. First punt of the game for either team. Not so surprising, I guess we'd say that about North Jackson. Yeah, I guess they punted it, what, that one time to Cam and he returned it for yeah, 30 yards. That's right, the they did do that uh, punt on the little quick kick by the quarterback. Alex will put a toe high, high, high kick. It's going to bounce at the 20-yard line, takes a Fort Payne bounce inside the 15 down to the 13-yard line where North Jackson will have it with 4.59 to go here in the second quarter. Fort Payne up 28 to nothing. So Fort Payne stopped for the first time tonight. I believe they'd scored on every one of their other possessions. So you'd think they'd have Morris in there at quarterback trailing by this much, and they seem to be uh, stopped more effective with Morris in and quarterback. That's exactly what I thought, Roger. You know, you bring Morris in there, he's got a a lot better chance. Uh, we've seen throw two, two strikes passing the football. He looks a lot better in, in the pocket than Lanier does. And, uh, you know, one of the better running plays, we saw him yeah. fake the uh, jet sweep and keep it himself. And he's looked good running the ball as well. We say that, and he's not in there. Again, it's uh, Lanier. And they're going to do an up snap to that number 44. Breaks through the middle. Cuts the outside all the way out to the 25-yard line. That number 44, Matthews, again, got the, snow, uh, the short snap. Caught Fort Payne a little bit off of balance, and he's able to pick up uh, 10 yards and a first down. And <coughs> here again looks over to the sideline. Take the snap, wants to run right behind the blocking of Matthews, reverses his field, has open field in front of me. The 30, the 35, the 40, the 45-yard line, maybe ran out at the 44. Nope, they'll give him the 45-yard line where it'll be another first down for the Chiefs. Nothing takes the place of good old-fashioned speed. That's right, Roger. That time, Fort Payne on defense really... I think over pursues that far side, and then when Lanier reverses his field back this back this way, there's nobody there. So first and ten from their own 45-yard line. In the short snap to Matthews, looking right up the middle, and this time it wasn't Matthews in there. They'd gotten in number one who took the direct snap. Let's see if we have his number. Yep, that is inside linebacker, normally Macklin Guess, a 5'10", 190-pound junior. I just wonder, I wish we kept up on how many people has touched the ball on offense. It's been a bunch, but good, good job there by Darwin Camp coming up from the linebacker position making a good tackle. A gain of four, second down and six. Like being at home with that train. It does, there it is. 
getting the nears want to catch it, has the ball, and I think he runs right into the arms of, uh, was it number 94, I believe? I believe it was number 94. He ran right into Heisman Brown. So it's going to be third down and five now after a one-yard gain. The ball right at midfield. Yeah, number one stays in there in the backfield alongside of Lanier. Lanier again going to do inside handoff to number two, Myron Walton, and he's going to run right into Fort Payne, and they're going to flip him over like the NWA. going to be fourth down. There's going to be a loss on the play, I believe. Let's see where they place the ball down. Taking a lot of time to spot the football. Right back, no gain on the play. So it'll be fourth and five to go as Fort Payne gets in Seth Williams on the defense. And also back in is Dalton Morris, the quarterback. We got a timeout on the field called by North Jackson with 206 to go here in the second quarter. Fort Payne up 28 to 10. Or I'm sorry, 28 to 0. We'll be back in one minute. The Times Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Owner Patrick Graham and publisher Tricia Dunn wish Fort Payne and DeKalb County teams a wonderful season. As the weather gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. Shop for family. Go back. Fourth down in five. They're going to do another little quick kick by number 12, uh, Morris, and it's going to take a good bounce. Let's see where they're going to say it finally went out of bounds. Right about the 10 yard line where Fort Payne will have it first and 10. There's a flag on the play though, right here, right inside the 40 yard line. And the officials will talk this one over and let's see what happened there. It's like personal foul against North Jackson. So that'll take it out to the, about the 25 yard line. Well, you know, they gotta be a little frustrated the way it's going here. I know they can't wait for that last minute 55 here in the first half to run off the board. That penalty's going to get Fort Payne out a little bit of a hole as they're going to take possession of it on their own 10 yard line. It's going to push them out now all the way out to 25. Yep, after a discussion, they'll step it off. Will Fort Payne be happy and just happy you can run off this last 55 or they try to put something else on the board? No need to be greedy, I don't guess. I definitely think Fort Payne's going to be trying to score. 
so they bring the ball actually out just about the 22 or 23 yard line. Dubose again in the backfield. J.D. sprints out to the near side, looks, throws across the middle, has a receiver, and he can't hold on Cam. Thrown right behind him, Britt. Yeah, he rolls up near, near side. He's got a lot of pressure on him. They're chasing him from the backfield, got another flag out there, but uh, unfortunately he throws just behind Cam. And this game may get ugly. Let's see if this is another personal foul. Right, it might get Fort Payne this time, Roger. We'll see. Yep. Uh, oh, both. Offsetting. Offsetting penalties. Yeah, this get a little chippy. There's been a lot of pushing and shoving going on away from the yeah. ball all, all night yeah. long. Well, you know, as well as I do, that's the history of these two teams. Nothing surprising. <laughs> Were we playing them pretty often when you were still playing, Brady? I, we played Stevenson before, yeah. you know, they came together. Yeah. But, you know, just after that, Coach Elmore, Coach Jerry Elmore had a lot of big games with them back oh, when yeah. we were all the – and uh, North Jackson was uh, had a lot of SEC players. I mean, they were – They were good. Still have a lot of uh, talent over this way. But uh, in those days, they were loaded. Second and ten. Sawyer has it, 25, falls across the, out, across the 30 to about the 31-yard line. They keep the clock running with 135 to go here in the first half. Going to be a couple, maybe three yards short of the first down, so we'll call it third down and three. J.D. again this time going to fake the handoff, going to keep it around the left side. Here's another flag. J.D. at the 40, 45, midfield. 45-44 of North Jackson. And a flag came again is in the Fort Payne backfield. Yeah, this one kind of holding area. Yep. And it is against Fort Payne. Yeah, that probably takes away. Well, still a minute 12 to go before half, but that probably will take away much. Well, maybe not. It's going to be third down now and long, though. Fourteen obviously had the first down, but this will bring it back inside the 25, back to the 23-yard line. It'll be third and nine now for the Cats. Timeout on the field. We'll be back in one minute. Fort Payne's up 28 to the zero. As the weather gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. Shop for family or maybe a little gift for yourself. We have something for her, him, and the kids. This winter season, shop Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors. Shop local. Open seven days a week, located on Fort Payne Main Street.
Third down and nine. J.D. again with DuBose set to his left. Thomas and Burt to the near side. J.D. sets, looks, throws a little out to the sideline and just under through Cam as it went out of bounds around the 35-yard line. So it'll be fourth down. Fort Payne will send in the punting team. And unload this one here. Just 107 to go in the first half of play. Fort Payne up 28 to 0. North Jackson sends a receiver. That's number seven, Lanier, obviously, all the way back at their own 30 yard line. Alex puts a toe and he really rips this one high. Driving when caught inside the 30. He's going to advance it. Gets away from a tackler. Breaks another and spins out to the 33-yard line. And now we've got a tussle going on out there on the field. The officials trying to separate the Fort Payne and North Jackson players. And there's a flag. This one's been chippy all game long, and it probably isn't going to get any less, so. Let's see if this is going to be another one of those offsetting penalties. So it looks like about everybody got involved. Okay, good ball against Fort Payne. So that'll move the ball out near midfield. And they're going to place it down right. The nose of the football will be right on the 50-yard line. So they'll send in their quarterback, Morris. Their passing quarterback, I guess, is what you'd call him. And set in the backfield with him is Acklin Summers. Official holding up the play here for some reason. Now the whistle blows and we'll get it back underway. Morris with Acklin in motion, going to hand off sweet right, cuts inside, has an opening at the Fort Payne 40, 35, still going down the sideline inside the 30, inside the 25-yard line. Boy, he scooted on that play. He had showed some speed, didn't he? Uh, gave Jet Sweep a, a new name there. Yeah, he did. Some good blocks out there just, just off tackle. He, he Once he goes that first wave, he got a good block there. And like you said, Roger, good, a lot of good speed on that corner. 25-yard line where they have it first and 10. Again, they're going to fake it. Going to throw back to the goal. The quarterback finally unloads it. And let's see if flags on the play once again. <laughs> this is uh, turning into kind of a flag fest. Well, there's been a bust in this first half. I bet there's been, there's been probably 10, close to 12 flags. Yeah. Fort Payne was offsides apparently on the play, so it'll be be first and five. Well, now they've changed what the first signal, and they're moving North Jackson back. So I guess it was emotion or something, legal procedure against... North Jackson, and it'll be first and 15. 
you jump out and get this 28 point lead real real early you sometimes you get yourself lulled to sleep and Fort Payne's kind of they fell asleep a little bit offensively and now that you know North Jackson's on the verge of putting something together on this final drive I'm going to toss it back to number seven it has it again Lanier another weird play short snap to the back who tossed it back to Lanier and Lanier was able to pick up about two yards. It'll be second down and 13, 27 with the clock running, 27 seconds before halftime. Lanier again looks, wants to throw, wants to come back far side, getting pressured, picks up a good block, going to throw it to the last minute, has receiver open if he caught it inbounds and driving out of bounds. Yep, a good comeback play down there on the far sideline and a completion. Glad they threw the out route because they're not calling timeout for sure, you know, if, if, if they're searching for time. But. Nope. If we keep them in bounds, I'm not sure they can get another playoff. 13.3. Again, 12 is in. Morris, Dalton Morris. In at quarterback. And there's going to be a flag. Let's see. Oh, there's just a whistle, and Fort Payne's going to call timeout. Well, 13 seconds to go before the half. Fort Payne's up 28 to nothing. We'll be back. One minute. We are more than a hospital. We are a community. And we are there for you. Local care when you need it. For more information and specialties, visit DeKalbRegional.com. The times as the weather gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. Shop for family. Here we are back at North Jackson. Center runner in motion, going to slig on the sweep to the far side. Fort Payne wasn't fooled on that one, makes the tackle with nine seconds to go. And North Jackson will take another timeout. Well, their, their indicator says that both teams still has three timeouts, uh, but obviously that's not the case. So they'll use another one. I think this may be their last one. The ball just outside the 10-yard line. And we're looking at second down. It's just amazed me that they hadn't run like twins to the right and isolate seven over on this left side and run that just that quick slant. You can't defend it, and the safety has to make a decision to come over on, on twins on that other side or make a decision between two receivers. But there's not a one-on-one -on -one guy out there that's going to cover seven on a slant, on a quick slant. And he's got a great arm. But uh, here we go. Second down and goal. Again, this is Lanier with the ball being flushed out of the pocket. Fort Payne chasing him, coming to the near side, and they're going to bring him down back at the 20. 
And the clock's going to run out, so the end of the first half is finally here. Fort Payne leads 28-0. We'll be back in three minutes. As the weather gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. Shop for family, or maybe a little gift for yourself. We have something for her, him, and the kids. This winter season, shop Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors. Shop local. Open seven days a week, located on Fort Payne Main Street. Friends, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City Used Cars in Fort Payne, Alabama. I uh, just want to tell everybody what a great inventory we have down here. We're looking forward to people coming down here and shopping with us. I've got any make or model you can think of. I've got Cadillac, I've got Mini Coopers, I've got Toyotas, I've got Nissans. I've just got a bunch of vehicles down here. Listen, if you need financing, I've got great financing up to 84 months through some of our banks. We've got great interest rates going right now. And I just want to invite everybody down here to come see us at Twin City. We're located at 1015 Golf Avenue South in beautiful downtown Fort Payne, Alabama. You can shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com or just give us a call. 256-844-2210. Looking forward to seeing you guys down here. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service, along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. We are more than a hospital. We are a community. And we are there for you. Local care when you need it. For more information and specialties, visit DeKalbRegional.com. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, 
events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Owner Patrick Graham and publisher Trisha Dunn wish Fort Payne and DeKalb County teams a wonderful season. As the weather gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. Shop for family, or maybe a little gift for yourself. We have something for her, him, and the kids. This winter season, shop Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors. Shop local. Open seven days a week, located on Fort Payne Main Street. Hey friends, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City Used Cars in Fort Payne, Alabama. I uh, just want to tell everybody what a great inventory we have down here. We're looking forward to people coming down here and shopping with us. I've got any make or model you can think of. I've got Cadillac, I've got Mini Coopers, I've got Toyotas, I've got Nissans. I've just got a bunch of vehicles down here. Listen, if you need financing, i got great financing up to 84 months through some of our banks. Got great interest rates going right now. And I just want to invite everybody down here to come see us at Twin City. We're located at 1015 Golf Avenue South in beautiful downtown Fort Payne, Alabama. You can shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com or just give us a call. 256-844-2210. Looking forward to seeing you guys down here. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. A little over a year ago, Fort Payne City Schools began our latest CTE offerings course, AV Communications. With the help of our school board and insight of Superintendent Jim Cunningham, the FPTV has won multiple competitions statewide. We have a studio and a classroom that is equipped with hardware second to none. Oh, and did I forget to mention our 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week TV channel. So what exactly does our class do? Come on, it's Friday night and the guys are working on something for our football game. Let's go see what they're up to. Heather is testing audio equipment for the live broadcast. 
Our editors are working on packages for tonight's live three-hour scoreboard show. It may seem like chaos in the studio, but it's actually pretty organized. Each student has a specific job to do, from our technical director, who sets up cameras and lighting, to our digital audio specialist. And our students aren't just in the classroom. We're all over the campus, filming and setting up for multiple events only on FPTV. Why do we do this? That's easy. We're Fort Payne. Good morning, Fort Payne. We are creating.
We portray excellence, honor, and commitment. Every step we take, every grade we make, and every skill we discover is merely the beginning of our careers. Fort Payne City Schools prides itself in providing new opportunities for generations to come. We are students today, leaders tomorrow, Wildcats forever. said this in my tour already, but as I visit more programs, I'm not sure, I think I am sure, that there's not another high school in the state of Alabama that has this level of rigor, this level of expectation, this level of engagement in 21st century learning anywhere in the state of Alabama. Thank you so much. said this in my tour already, but as I visit more programs, I'm not sure, I think I am sure, that there's not another high school in the state of Alabama that has this level of rigor, this level of expectation, this level of engagement in 21st century learning anywhere in the state of Alabama. Thank you so much.
back at Hicks Stadium here at the half, 14 up. 21 to zero over the North Ca uh, Jackson Chiefs. And we got Coach, as soon as he gets maxed up, we'll see what Coach's thoughts are about this first half. You got me? I got you, Coach. Coach, the first half, 14 cats uh, really kind of controlled the whole game, didn't they? Uh, you got to say it one more time, Roger. I'm sorry, a lot of static. I said the cats pretty much controlled the entire first half. Yeah, I thought so. I didn't, I didn't like the, the way we ended on offense. We had to punt the last two drives, but the first four drives were really good. I thought we played uh, good on defense all night. Gave up a, a few big plays, but we were able to make a big play there at the end of the half, which I thought was key to go in up 28-0 as opposed to 28-7. They do a, really a lot of unorthodox things out there, and they use a whole lot of different players in different ways, but their number seven seems to be really the person that ignites everything for them. Yeah, no doubt. He's their player, and uh, they're going to try to get them the ball many different ways, and uh, we just got to continue to try to do a good job staying on him, whether he's in the backfield or receiver. And uh, it's a challenge, but we just got to stay with him. With a lead like this, Coach, what can we expect in the second half? We're going to see that clock move, or are we going to keep the pressure on? Well, with the, the way they onside kick, you, you never feel safe, to be honest, Roger. So we need to uh, we need to keep scoring because you just never if they get if they were to start scoring and getting onside kicks, you'd get nervous. So we got to be ready for this first kick here out of the, out of the half and get it. Uh, and I'd like to go score and, and keep the pressure on them uh, until we can get far enough ahead. We feel like they, there's no way they can come back. Well, good luck here in the second half, Coach. All right, thanks. Well, Coach said it all right there. Going to keep the pressure on and see if we can get up another score or two. And uh, hopefully then maybe we'll get the, some of the young cats a little more uh, activity tonight. Yeah, those last two drives, as Coach said, you know, we, we everyone noticed that, you know, we've we hitting on all cylinders those first three drives. I think we scored, get to 21 points. But uh, the last two, we, we struggled a little bit putting things together. And I don't know if it was some – uh, some of what North Jackson had made some adjustments or if, if, or if we just had some problems and uh, uh, what plays we were trying to select or, or, or trying to run the plays. But uh, North Jackson had an opportunity to put something together there right before second half. So Fort Payne's got to come out here and change that momentum. It seems just like North Jackson's got a little momentum going in this third quarter. Yeah, well, Scott, it looks like uh... – like Fort Payne was pretty much in control, like Brett said, and coach until that last couple of drives, and just little things kind of disrupted what we were trying to do. I think you're right, Roger. I think, like Brett said, you know, you get up to big lead like that, you score in your first four possessions, and uh, players might get a little relaxed, uh, not as focused, and um, I think that probably had as much to do with anything in those last two uh, offensive series for Fort Payne. You know, sometimes you lose that. We talked about getting low to sleep or what. I don't, I don't think Fort Payne's a little to sleep, but they started out, you know, a ball of fire, and then uh, we thought they were about to run off with them, but uh, had a couple little hiccups there. And uh, I, expect, I expect a really good second half, but uh, they've got to definitely get it going right here. Well, both teams finally getting to the sidelines. North Jackson a little late to get on their sideline across the way from us. And Fort Payne will be... Uh, kicking off, I do believe, and Fort Payne got the ball first. Oh, no, Fort Payne deferred, actually, so Fort Payne will get the ball to start the second half. We will send number 24, Dubos, back. He'll move back inside the Fort Payne 15-yard line. So this is our first chance to see that infamous North Jackson kickoff team. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out why we got two guys deep. Yeah, I'm wondering. <laughs> it makes you wonder, doesn't it? So we'll see if they follow their pattern that we've heard of and try the onside kick here to start the second half. Fort Payne definitely has her hands team up there on the front line. Yeah, they definitely do. They see there's Camp and Cash and Sawyer around on the, on the, this side of the front line. 
So I was looking to see if it was number seven that was going to do the kicking. He's done everything else. As they finally place it down. Yeah, he can get it laid flat. It's laying flat, isn't it? It's not teed up. Dallas Cowboys kick right here, isn't it? It's <laughs> like. Yeah. Wonder if we'll be like the Falcons. Here we go. There's the onside kick, and Darwin Camp gets on top of it. Fort Payne will have it just inside the 50 yard line to start the second half. They're going to mark it right on the 50. I guess that's where he initially touched the ball. So I guess what we've heard along has come to fruition, but they didn't recover this one. It's hard to believe they would have recovered four out of five in a game. So Fort Payne will come out again with J.D. at quarterback. Dubose is your running back. Receiver Sawyer Burt, Cam Thomas. Fort Payne kind of bunched up a middle in the middle. Send Cam on the sweep right, hand it to Dubose. And he's going to pick up maybe a yard. So it'll be second down and nine as we enter into North Jackson territory at the 49-yard line. That's right, we didn't get to cover any of those stats you had there at the half since we got to talking about other things. As we mentioned, Fort Payne scored on the first four possessions and uh, ended up the half with uh, nine, nine rushes for 97 yards, and uh, Blaylock was 5-9 on passing for 79 yards. This time they handed it to Cam on the sweep left. He cuts it back inside, picks up about 13 yards, and it's going to be a Fort Payne first down. Was it the little toss throw? or was, I think it was just a handoff, wasn't it? It could have been a toss. I, I, I was look, looking down and just saw him when he was running. Again, they're going to hand off up, almost bobbled by Dubose. He gains control of it, goes inside the 30-yard line, down to about the 28. Had a hard time getting a handle on it for a second there, but regained control and picked up good yards. Picked up about... Eight yards, seven and a half, eight yards. It'll be second down on a long two. And this time Cash is split to the near side. Along with number five for Fort Payne. Brody Bruce. It's going to go right up the middle. It's going to be Alex into the end zone. Touchdown, Fort Payne. Hand it to Alex Akins, and he goes right up the middle for another Fort Payne touchdown. Alex is such a good runner. I mean, he hits the hole a lot like Dubose. They both hit it hard. But uh, good things happen when you hit the hole hard because it's, uh, if they have any breakdowns anywhere in the secondary, it's uh, going to be a touchdown. Good job by Alex Aikens. So on the Fort Payne's initial first possession of the second half, we push it in for a touchdown. J.D. again will hold. Alex. McPherson will try to tack on the extra point. Kick is up and the kick is good. So with 10.34 to go in the third quarter, Fort Payne now up 35-0. Well, Scott, you couldn't beat that, could you? No, that's exactly what Coach Elmore said. He wanted to do starting this half, get, get the ball, uh, score quickly, and just keep the foot down on the gas. And again, that front line, offensive lines doing, you can't say enough about those guys just knocking holes and uh, uh, some good running, but also some really good blocking up front. 
Roger, one thing we did forget to mention, uh, Mr. Black did tell us yeah. that uh, Amazon Fire, so if you're listening at home tonight or watching at home and uh, you got an Amazon Fire, want we'll to throw it up on your TV, just download the Fort Payne TV app and uh, you can watch it on the on the big screen. Yeah, absolutely available. Another thing, congratulate yes. Mr. Black. His daughter coaches a volleyball oh. team down in South Alabama, and today they won the state championship. So congratulations to Steve and the daughter. They could hear us, would ask him where she gets her athletic ability from. Yeah, no. we would. <laughs> <laughs> he heard you. He can hear, he just can't respond. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> this one drove deep into the end zone and out of the end zone. And North Jackson will have it for their first possession of the second half from their own 20-yard line, first and 10. This time, as we look at the field, Fort Payne is playing defense to our left. North Jackson going from our right to our left. Let's see who he brings out. Still going to bring out number seven, that uh, wide receiver slash quarterback, Nigel Lanier. And set to his right side, number four, Lanier going to just follow his blocks. Gets a little crease and goes out across the 25 to the 26-yard line. A gain of six. It'll be second down and four. As we talked about it, guys, it's hard to play. They just keep going back to the same same stuff over and over and over, especially when they've had uh, – it seems like most of their uh, production coming with Morris in there at quarterback and having Lanier split out here to the far side or the uh, near side. Getting in the air with number 44 set off to his right. Takes the snap again, just going to follow his blocking. He's going to pick up, it looks like, a first down. Well, maybe a little short of it. If they kind of drove him back, I think he's going to be right. Yep, he's right at it, and they're going to we'll give him the first down. First down for the Chiefs. At the right at the 30 yard line, their own 30 yard line. And then a little inside handoff to number two again, that's Walton. And he's going to try to pick up a few yards. Fort Payne's going to knock him back. be second down now and about seven after near a near three yard pickup well not quite out to the 32 yard line actually so second down in eight Jim gonna get on a little quarterback carry gonna tuck it under and run now to the 34-yard line. Lanier don't make any mystery whether he's going to throw it or not. I mean, as soon as he touches the ball, he takes off. Yeah, and again, you know, North Jackson moving down in classification to 4A. I know they play probably a lot of 3A schools, and he's probably hard to handle with a team that has not faced teams like, you know, like Briarwood Christian or uh, Oxford or, uh, you know, Gaston yeah. City. Uh, he's, he's quite a load and a very good athlete, but Fort Payne's had his number most of the night. Third down and five. Going to hand off this time to the tailback. It's going to be fourth and about three. 
after a pickup of a couple. Matthews on the carry again. Let's see if uh, number seven is six two. So uh, Matthews is a little taller than I thought. He doesn't even come up to the shoulders hardly of uh, Lanier. Looking at a fourth down and a long two. Ball at their own 38-yard line. Lanier's going to run right. Going to carry it himself. Got hit. Slipped the tackle. And I think he's going to be... Yeah, he's right at it, isn't he? He's right at the 40-yard line. Let's see. First down, they mark it. Boy, he barely got that first down yardage. Had a chance. Spot too. Yeah, they did. Foot or two over the 40-yard line. Yeah, they did. <coughs> we had a chance to stop him short. So first and ten at the 41 of North Jackson. Morris now in at quarterback, and there's going flags are going to fly as he tried to hand the ball off. An illegal procedure against North Jackson. Back him up five. It'll be first and 15. Clock still runs, 6.51 to go here in the third quarter. Fort Payne up 35 to zero. And this time Morris gonna hand off on the sweep right, has the corner, run out of bounds though. He might have got back to the original line of scrimmage, which would be the 40, 39 yard line. Let's see. Nope, they're gonna mark it back. So he's still gonna be 13 yards short. Second down and 13. Well, again, and a, a good pickup there again, and you see Nigel at wide receiver on that far side running them kind of off into space, and it kind of creates a lane, but they've got a ton of speed. Nigel now to the near side. Morris going to fake handoff, a little inside handoff to number two again. That's Myron Walton, the running back. Fort Payne's all over that. You know, what you want the defense to do is when you're running that misdirection is you want them to leave leave home, so to speak. And Fort Payne's done a good job of just staying at home. Right. They've just stood them up, and the line's there, and they're just letting the play develop, and they're sitting there ready to make the tackle. A loss of a couple. Third down and about 15. Maybe it's closer to 16. Again, Nigel Lanier split to the near side. Darwin Kemp out on him on defense. Low snap, picked up by Morris. Looks, wants to throw. Getting pressured, escapes. Again, trying to load up. Going to unload it at the right minute. Looks like a baby, a backward pass. Let's see if Fort Payne recovers it. I believe Fort Payne got the ball on the backward pass. Fort Payne's going to pick it up, and it'll be Fort Payne ball after a turnover. Did 12 get it, Alex Akins? I believe that's who picked it up. Yep. And that time, Fort Payne applied a pressure. They're going to push Morris out of the pocket, and it looks like Morris got a little bit of room to run, and he keeps looking. Was it number five over here on the sideline, yep. I believe? And uh, not real sure why he threw the football, but for Fort Payne's sake, I'm glad he did. So Fort Payne takes over with J.D. still in the game.
Kai Maxwell now in at fullback. They're going to hand it off to Dubose. Breaks a tackle, sprints outside. That gets to the far side where there's a flag on the play. And now there's another flag, and it looked like Sawyer Burt and number 16 got in a little entanglement there around the 30-yard line. So a flag came in there also. So two flags on the play. So we may have offsetting. Let's see. Coach not going to be happy. Now, Dubos went down quickly. It's nearly like a face mask. I mean, I couldn't quite see it because he's on that far side, but like a horse collar or a face mask, but I'm sure it I'm is. wrong. Offsetting penalties. So we'll just do it over. So we'll play first down. We still first and ten. Roger, I don't know if you remember Paul Wyndham. He sure played. I you do. remember Paul? Paul. Dubos reminds me a lot of Paul. I mean, he runs upright. Yeah. He he lets the play develop. He's you know. Dubos got a ton of ability, and I know that I've said that over and over. Exciting for the coaching staff here in Fort Payne. JD throws a little outlet pass to the left side, caught over there around the 30-yard line, brought down immediately. I believe that was Connor Cash made the grab. But as great as Paul was, he never was really flashy. He was just a right. really solid running back, and that's uh, Caden reminds me a lot of him. He was kind of tall, too. Yeah, he was. And, you know, Caden's got that yeah. it's got that lanky look also. Yeah. Going to hand off to Dubose, and they're going to hit him immediately. It's going to be a loss of maybe a couple of yards on the play. Going to bring up third down now and six. You know, Paul was a running back for what? Arguably one of the most talented teams probably Fort Payne's ever had because they see Matt was playing then Hammonds and Roman and you know all those guys. It's a really really good team. Jimbo Hoagland I think played yeah. with them also. You go going to JD going to sprint to the near side going to cut it back in and dive forward for the first down. And he should have the first down. No flags on the play. Nope. Nine yards. First down. Fort Payne. <laughs> That's way back, Roger. You're probably, what, 22 or 23 then? Yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> yeah. That had been back around 87, 88, yeah, 89, yeah, I would yeah, think. Yeah, 89-ish. Well, it'd have to be, yeah. 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 There's another throw to the sideline. Back shoulder throw. Did he make the grab, Scott? I can't see it from here. Sure did. We'll bring up first and goal from about the six or seven-yard line. Was that Cam Thomas? Yeah. Sure was. That should have been a door opener there, uh, Brett. I couldn't see yeah, it. Yeah, I couldn't. Uh, it's locked. <laughs> so first down and see, is it, what, where they got the ball placed? Oh, yeah, about the six-yard line. So first and goal from the six-yard line. DuBose and Maxwell both in the backfield. The J.D.'s under center. Turns, going to hand to Dubose behind Maxwell's running, slants to the inside or tries to go outside, rather, after initially going inside, and they're going to hold him up there, and he'll be short of the goal line. Dubose on the carry. 
going to mark it down at the looks like down at the four. So a gain of two. Second and goal from the four. Yeah, all those Fort Payne players you mentioned, Brett played on that national championship of Alabama yeah. in that 91-92. Yep. yep. And uh, Curtis Matt Daniels at Jacksonville the same year, I believe. Yep. J.D. under center turns, going to hand again to Dubose, finding his way, picking his way. Fort Payne trying to lead him in. Did he get in? Nope, they're going to stop him short. Well, so far, North Jackson played this goal in stand down here pretty good. It's now going to be third and goal for the forward. Yep, third and goal. We've got three people spread out there, split out to the left side. So let's see if we're going to just decoy them or should we, can we throw the ball as J.D.'s back in the shotgun. Third and goal from the four. J.D. calls for it. Look, wants to throw. Comes to the near side. Caught. To Sawyer Burke. Touchdown? Yes. Four yards to Sawyer Burke. Touchdown, Fort Payne. That was out of my visual zone there. Couldn't see it. Yeah, that was a decoy. Had all three of those big receivers over to that left side and threw back to the lone guy on the right side and touched down Cats. So Alex will attempt to put this one up for the 42nd point of the evening for Fort Payne. Kick is up and the kick is no good off left. Uh, the, I think the snap was a little behind J.D. and he had a hard time getting the ball down. So anyway, with 1.56 to go here in the third quarter, Fort Payne 41, North Jackson 0. You know, we had some that can't, almost that same thing happened last week on that field goal attempt against Oxford when the snap was bad and the hold caused Alex to, to miss the field goal. And I guess, is that the one they blocked in return? It was. Yeah. Did that, J.D. kick that one? J.D. kicked that one. Oh, J.D. kicked that. Who was holding on it? Alex. Alex. <laughs> All right, didn't pick that up. <laughs> that word was 87 was when, when Wyndham, uh, I guess it was his senior year, junior, senior year. Yeah, because that bunch that uh, went on to play at Alabama, he had uh, – Eric Turner, Roman Colburn. Taurus. Um, probably been Taurus. It's been 89, 90. Yep. Yeah. Hammond. Matt Hammond. Yes, it won the national championship in 92 is when it was. Mm -hmm. I think that's right. It's been Roman senior year. Yeah. Little short squibbly kick. Going to be returned from the set from the eight-yard line. That's number seven. Has the far sideline. Cuts it back in the middle of the field. Avoids the tackler. Finally going to be dragged down way into Fort Payne territory. Down near the 40, and that was that number seven again, Nigel Lanier on the return. Got to see his speed in that open field that time. Well, I don't know. If, I don't know if I've seen a player this year that we could call multi-purpose any more than this number seven. Been in on two. He's in, he's 
touch ball in about every aspect of the game. Yeah, yeah, so they'll have it at Fort Payne's 40-yard line now. And they have Dalton Morris in at the quarterback position. And Morris is going to get it hand off up the middle. Picking up a few yards there, I believe was 44. Matthews. Nope, it may have been number two, Myron Walton. I believe it was Walton. Second down and eight. Morris, a little toss out to the near side to Walton. Walton has it, runs right into a Fort Payne player. And now he'll be joined by two or three others to bring him to a stop. Diego Gallegan. I believe you're Diego's right. Diego's in yep. on the tackle. Was. Third down and five now for the Chiefs. We're 42 seconds to go here in the third quarter. Fort Payne up 41 to zero. Takes the handoff. Has a player wide open end zone caught. Touchdown to none other than Nigel Lanier. Every time they've put him at receiver, they've been productive because he gets so much attention from the secondary. The backs have been five, six, seven, eight yards, and then and then you can do that. He's uh he's definitely a weapon. And Morris that time sits in the pocket, throws a nice little 35, 40 yard strike over the middle of the field, like a little flick. Just a be beautiful pass. Yeah, I really don't understand why they hadn't stayed with this combination more than they have. Just, just a few slight adjustments with that offense, and they're a totally different team. So trying to tack on the extra point, and it's a low-line drive that is good. Don't know how it made it, but anyway, it is good. So now Fort Payne's up 41-7 to with 19.8 seconds to go here in the third quarter. North, North North Jackson finally gets on the board. And we should have known that Lanier would play a part in that. Now we'll get to see their second kickoff. I think we know what it's going to be. I bet you we could bet on that. And Fort Payne, will they go in with their all-hands team again? It's kind of like placing the bet on the Auburn LSU game. The Mars and the Tigers are going to win. <laughs> you might win that yeah, bet. You might win that bet. Is that in Auburn or in back on Rouge? I think it's in Auburn. Could be wrong. Actually, he has the tee ball, uh, tied to the ball teed up this time. So let's see what he does. This is number three. We don't have a clue who that might be. Yeah, we do. It's Cade Reed. But instead, it's going to be switched up, and he won't kick it. And there's a little is going to hit one of their players before it goes 10 yards. So it'll be Fort Payne ball. 
Went about eight yards before they touched it, so it'll be Fort Payne ball. So I don't know why they'd be discussing it. It was plain, plain that they touched it. Fort Payne ball now they signal. Yeah, North Jackson player was on the other side of the 50. His body was when he reached back across the 50. Yeah. The ball was probably on the 40, uh, 49, 48-yard line when it was touched. So Fort Payne will have great field position inside uh, the North Jackson territory once again. It'll be an illegal touching penalty since the ball did not go 10 yards. So actually we're going to, well, they, did they mark the ball right there where it was touched? Yeah. waiting for them to place the ball for play, and they will mark it down on about the 48-yard line of the Chiefs. Still got J.D. under center with Dubose in the backfield. Twin receivers to the near side. Going to turn, going to hand off, and that was number nine in at quarterback, handing to Dubose. Barnes, I believe. Yeah, but it was number six for North Jackson. Cunningham because it made the tackle. Yeah, Jake uh, Barnes, number nine, who's in quarterback. We have a timeout on the field. Twelve minutes to go. Well, well, that's the end of the quarter actually. So with the timeout on the field, Fort Payne's up 41 to seven. Back in one minute. As the weather gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. Shop for family, or maybe a little gift for yourself. We have something for her, him, and the kids. This winter season, shop Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors. Shop local. Open seven days a week, located on Fort Payne Main Street. Second down and nine for the Cats at the North Jackson 47 yard line. Jake Barnes still in at quarterback. As we begin the fourth quarter, he'll take the snap. Gonna hand it off right up the middle. There's not a whole lot there. Back to the line of scrimmage. So who was in there running back? It was uh, Alex Akins. Alex Akins. Don't see Alex get stuffed at the line very often, do you? He's usually got that quick burst, and he's going to get a couple. He does. Boy, he ran the ball hard last week against Oxford. Yeah, he hit did. the hole extremely hard. So third down now and eight. See if they'll dare put it up. Yep, Barnes looks. Left-hander throws it, has a receiver open, curling back in his cash. He's going to have the first down. Nice throw by Barnes. 
Don't know if I'd ever noticed before he was a lefty. So first and 10 from the North Jackson, 36. now just letting the clock run down inside 14 13 seconds to go not in any hurry if we have the 41 to 7 lead Alex Aikens the deep set back Barnes under center gonna turn gonna hand Aikens Aikens lowers his head and runs right into a couple of North Jackson Chiefs nothing there that time be second down and well, they got him to get about a half a yard. We'll still say second down in about 10. Fort Payne getting number 41 in. Here we go with Barnes again under center. Going to turn, going to hand off to the back. See, that's number 40, carrying it for Fort Payne. Who's that? Scott got his the roster there, 40. Bennett Blanks. It is third down, and they have fourth down on the sideline markers. It's only third down. Are we gonna get this? Are they gonna get this straight or what? Apparently there is some discussion. Yeah, after first down, Aikens ran it right in the middle for no gain. And then uh, yep. Blanks ran at that time to pick up three or four, maybe five. We're gonna have a timeout called by Fort Payne. We'll be back in one minute. Hey friends, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City Used Cars in Fort Payne, Alabama. I uh, just want to tell everybody what a great inventory we have down here. We're looking forward to people coming down here and shopping with us. I've got any make or model you can think of. I've got Cadillac, I've got Mini Coopers, I've got Toyotas, I've got Nissan. I've just got a bunch of vehicles down here. Listen, if you need financing, i got great financing up to 84 months through some of our banks. We've got great interest rates going right now. And I just want to invite everybody down here to come see us at Twin City. We're located at 1015 Golf Avenue South in beautiful downtown Fort Payne, Alabama. You can shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com or just give us a call. 256-844-2210. Looking forward to seeing you guys down here. Well, it's third down, but they think it's fourth down, so they're going to send in Alex to try a field goal. It'll be around a 38, 48-yard field goal. How they don't understand and know that it's only third down, I'll never know. But anyway, we'll see what Alex can do on the 48-yard attempt. Scoreboard still showing third and four. Yeah. So from 48 yards away, kick is up. I'm not gotten under that one a little too much, and it's going to come down short. So the kick is no good. I think Alex kind of got under that one a little bit. And so North Jackson Chiefs will hold Fort Payne even though we only got three downs. That there only getting to run two plays before you have to kick a field goal is bizarre as when Cordell Stewart was playing at Colorado and they gave him five plays to score. Yeah, as against Missouri. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, remember that very well. 
I, I feel like there'd probably been a little more of an argument if it wasn't 41 to, you know. Yeah. That's right, Scott exactly used the plays. After the first down, first was Aikens ran the ball, and then uh, on the second one, there was nothing picked up, and then it should have been third down. Bet they're going to get the ball and going to throw it out to that number five who has the far sideline, picks up a great bit of speed, and going to make it all the way out to near the 45-yard line. So they do mark it on the 45. I'm not, so, I'm not so sure Ackland Summers isn't the fastest guy on the field. Oh, he was motoring, yeah. wasn't he? Again, they're going to hand off. They're going to pass. I mean, Morris is going to get the snap and throw quickly. Fort and did Fort Payne intercept it over there on the sideline? Yeah, Fort Payne got it. Intercepted by 43, I believe. That's Jacoby Foster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's a good job by Darwin Camp tackling one of her guys as they came off the field. <laughs> so Foster with the interception, so Fort Payne got, gets it right back. So we'll send the offense back in there. Again, it'll be number 40 in the backfield. Yeah, number 40 is uh, Bennett Blanks, a freshman. Got him listed at 6'2", 180. Barnes is going to hand off to him. And nothing there. He got really driven back. Yeah, it looked like he, that guy had a hold of a blocking sled and just kept pushing him backwards. Cunningham on the tackle. Yeah, you know, when you get put in and you're one of the younger guys, second, third string, what what have you, you're hoping that the first string line's still in. <laughs> you know, you're. <laughs> Again with number 40 in the backfield. Benny Blanks wants to throw, and Barnes throws it and almost caught it, and there's flags come in at the last minute, so it's got to be interference. Have one flag thrown, then we have three more, two more right on top of them. Look like confetti going there for a minute. Yep, against North Jackson. That'll give the Cats a first down. Looks a little bit like when they dropped the ball in New York, didn't it, Roger? Yeah. New Year's Eve. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it won't be none of that this year. Nope. They'll move it on down inside the 40 to the 39. It'll be first and 10, Fort Payne, with 7.59 to go here in the fourth quarter, and Fort Payne leads 41 to 7. And Barnes is the quarterback. Blanks, your running back. Going to hand to Blanks. He's going to try to go out right, being hit and brought down. Struggles for maybe a yard. Second down and nine. To go for Fort Payne. 
Another guy with the down marker has it all blurry. Doesn't yeah, he, he's caught my <laughs> he's got my attention years too, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. <laughs> I've looked at him every play now. I wonder if he don't have a some, little something to warm him up out there. <laughs> Second down nine. Again, going to hand it to Blanks. Come to the near side. He has the edge inside the 35 and run out of bounds inside the or right at the 30. They're going to mark it all the way down to the. Uh, Goodness, all the way down to the 26-yard line. It'll be another Fort Payne first down. And the better part, even this, is the fact we're running that clock down to 7.08. I kind of dread for it to be over. I'm afraid when we go to leave, I'm going to step on some ice there on that ladder and take yeah. a tumble. Potter, if you don't mind, I'm going to send you and Britt in my car with my keys. <laughs> You'll mind go ahead and crank it up for me. <laughs> Matter of fact, we can go on now. <laughs> That'd be great. I'll handle these duties the rest of the way out. <laughs> Again, going to hand to Blanks, trying to find room up the middle. Probably got a yard. Maybe two. Going to mark it at the 24. So a yard on the play. Second down and nine from the 24-yard line. In Fort Payne, milking down that play clock, down to 10 seconds remaining. Now number 20 in on the right side of Barnes. Going to hand off to 20, spinning, trying to get a little yardage. Is, uh, Jorge Rivera. Pick up of a couple. It'll be third down and seven now. And Rivera remains in the backfield. Barnes will go under center. And flags are going to fly as they take the snap. Clock may have ran out. Nope, procedure against Fort Payne. That'll move us back five yards, back to the 27. Now third and 12. Rivera still in the backfield with Barnes under center. Twin receivers to the far side. Barnes looks, throws over to the left and tried to hit number 36 and just really just threw that ball too hard for it to be handled by Schuyler Cody. So it'll be fourth down, and let's see if Alex will trot in and give it another whirl. Yep. So this will be placed at the 34-yard line, so it'll be about a 44-yard field goal. So a 44-yard attempt by Alex McPherson. Good snap, holes there, kick is up, and it's way wide left. And as the flag comes in, and I think they hit 
And it, was it the holder they hit? Who was that for? Oh, that was McPherson. It was down. Yeah, McPherson. They hit the kicker. So that'll give Fort Payne the first down. Yeah. Makes you wonder about that, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. If the rough in the kicker penalty will move it down where Fort Payne will have a first down. And we'll get the offense back out on the field with Jake Barnes and number 40, Blanks. Bennett Blanks. Ninth grader, 6'2", 180. Going to hand off Blanks. Cuts right up the middle to the right side, finding good yardage, still going down inside. May have another first down and have a goal-to-go -go situation. Well, it's going to be second down and one. Nine-yard pickup on the play. Ball looks like it's right about on the five-yard line. I'm going to hand off up the middle drive. And looks like he might have gotten the first down. Let's see who that was in it running back. He keeps saying it's Blaylock on the carry, but I don't believe it's Blaylock. No, it's Blanks on the carry. The PA guy said he said Blaylock. It was 40 Blanks. Just a, a little more than four minutes remaining on the clock. Fort Payne looking at third and one. Going to turn again, going to hand off the blanks, coming to the near side. He's going to be grabbed and drop the ball. North Jackson's going to pick it up. Returning to the near side on the 30, 35, 40, 45, midfield. Fort Payne's 40, 35, 30, 25. He's going to go all the way. Touchdown, Fort Payne, if there's no flags. I'm sorry, touchdown North Jackson if there's no flags, and there's no flags on the field. Well, that was about a 95-yard return for a touchdown, a fumble return. Yeah, it looked like he just had it not loose. He's running, trying to get outside on this near side and uh, got it not loose, and it bounces right up in the defender's hands and nothing but green grass. Too many men out on the field now. One runs off. It's like a whole bunch still. I believe it's still too many. Kick is up and the kick is and good. So with 3:47 remaining in the game, it's Fort Payne now 41, North Jackson 14. Scott, I'm sure Coach won't be happy with giving him that 95-yard fumble return. Yeah, I'd like to see that. I was a little surprised with Blanks, uh, Blanks that time trying, trying to cut that ball outside. He was set up deep in the backfield, had a good head of steam. I figured he'd just try to plow it up in the middle and pick up the first down that way. But just an un unfortunate thing. He had to see uh, a fumble at that time in the game or any time in the game, much less have it bounce right up the opposing team's hands, take it 95 for a touchdown. 
do. Like we said, they'll expect anything here at North Jackson. We've seen it all over the years. So we'll have another one of those kickoffs from the Chiefs. Roger was my very, very, very unofficial stats for Payne. Uh, you know, been very effective on the ground tonight with 27 rushes, over 200 yards. Um, and been, been very efficient in the passing game as well. Um, not 9 of 14 for 112. So getting over 300 yards in offense. And that little squibble kick fielded and down. But again, before it didn't go 10 yards before Payne touched it, before it went 10, which they can do. And so Fort Payne will take over, first and 10. And they're going to mark it right on the 50-yard line. Well, you know, that's something. I mean, you know, if you're the, the North Jackson defense, you know every time they're going to get the ball at midfield. That's, the, I don't know, how, how I'd think about that, you know. You think they could go, go ahead and kick it? Maybe you just try to kick it to the sideline. If it goes out of bounds and it comes out to the 35, yeah. give them yeah. no no chance to return it. Yep, that's you'd think. And Fort Payne's going to hand it off to Rivera, coming to the near side. Has an opening down near the 40-yard line of North Jackson. He's going to be about a yard shy of the first down, so it'll be second down in about one. As we're coming down on 3:25 remaining in the game. A nine-yard pickup by Rivera. Not a whole lot of North Jackson fans still in attendance, but the band's still over there going at it. Time a sweep to number 36, and they read that one well and going to lose a few yards on that play. Skyler Cody on the little sweep and nowhere to go. Loss all the way back to the 45-yard line, where now it'll be goes from a second and one to third and five. by Rivera back to the original line of scrimmage so it's fourth down in about 10 this ball's back in midfield Four Payne's just going to look like going to go for it on fourth and 10 Guys, when this one's over, we're going to wrap it up real quickly, not go down to Coach and uh, get his comments. We'll see what he has to say it when we do the uh, Twin City Auto Wildcat pregame show. Timeout on the field, 138 remaining. Fort Payne's up 41-14, back in one minute. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. 
They offer fast, friendly, and easy service, along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. Fourth and ten for the Cats at midfield. Barnes looks, throws down the sideline, trying to hit his receiver there, but hit him, but he was out of bounds and he couldn't hold on. So the ball goes over to North Jackson, and they'll be at midfield for this last minute 31 of the game. So we'll see a lot of replacements in for Fort Payne here on defense for this last minute and a half. Turn for about two, maybe three yards. And they'll just keep that clock running. Give him three on the carry, so it'll be second down and seven. And a whole bunch of new chiefs in there, too. We don't have a, a name for 54. We'll pick up a couple, so it'll be third down now and about five. Yeah, 34 is the tailback. Mm -hmm. 34 seconds to go as they snap the ball. And getting up a little steam. Going to be short of the first down, so it's going to be fourth down, I believe, in about a half yard. Clock still running. Yeah, that's the good news. He is fourth in about a half yard. Because we're coming down on 10 seconds remaining. Now they're going to look over the sideline. They're going to snap the ball. They don't have to. The clock runs down to two. Now one final snap. And they're going to bring him down after he chugs downfield about seven or eight yards. And that'll end the game. So Fort Payne will come over to Hicks Stadium and take on a 41-13 win over the North Jackson Chiefs. And a renewal of the, I guess it used to really be a rivalry back in the day. And Fort Payne will take advantage of this little trip and carry home another win for the Fort Payne Wildcats. So... As we look to next week, Fort Payne will be at home in the first round of the playoffs as we'll be taking on Gardendale. And Gardendale, as I said, will come to Fort Payne, and it's a foe that we've come used to, Scott, over the last few years. What was that, Roger? I'm sorry. I was down here. When, when, when he missed, I was just looking at the field watching the players. Well, I was watching the players, too. Uh, Gardendale, a foe that we're kind of used to. It, it is. You know, we run up against Gardendale and Briarwood probably as much as any, anybody in the first round of the playoffs. And uh, like I said, the last time, I think the last time we played it was uh, three years ago. We traveled to Gardendale and uh, led them the majority of the game, jumped on them early, 21 nothing. 
And then uh, I think that time we probably had a lot of guys playing both ways. They eventually wore us down. I think beat us 28-21 uh, on the last second drive. But uh, it should, should be a good matchup for week one of the playoffs. Absolutely. And uh, a good finish to the regular season for Eddie's Fort Payne. Said beats a team that we really used to consider a big rival of ours. Yeah, Fort Payne's uh, had a really good regular season. You know, we've made it mostly through the season without injury, and then all of a sudden we get a couple of injuries. But as a whole, we've we've played some good football, and it's going to be exciting to go into this first round of playoffs. Well, we'll be there in Wildcat Stadium next week. Uh, kickoff will be at 7 p.m. So we hope to see all of you guys out at Wildcat Stadium. And once again, from the North Jackson. Chiefs home, HD or Hicks Stadium. The final score is Fort Payne 41, North Jackson 13. So for Britt Hass, Scott Weatherly, Roger Ingold saying good evening and go Cats. <laughs>